Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's show, we brought on none other than Cardsphere owner Efren, aka Pat Crack Fever, and we talked about how we talked about like everything. Talked about uh, you know, what's going on in America right now, and talked about, you know, Cardsphere, how it came to be, talked about some magic, some video games, got just everything under the sun. Um great talking to him. You know, I've played plenty of EDH with him. You might have seen me on stream with him. Um, and we've done a lot, we've talked a lot, and this has just been a long time coming, and I'm glad to finally have him on the show. But before we begin, Let's get some announcements out of the way. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can help support the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby. And you can check me out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And I'm on Twitter at magicwithzuby, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby. And my email is mtgzuby at gmail.com. And here are two quick little ads, and let's get on to Efren here. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic for Normie show! Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for Normies. Normies! It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your Normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning, we care about having fun playing magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Do 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 do. Magic for normies. All right, here, I've got uh, Efren with me. Efren of Cardsphere. Um, I feel like this is long overdue and all that it, we've been talking forever um i don't even know how long now we played a bunch of edh magic you've been on the now defunct 10 street hooligans and all that with us and uh, you helped uh me and pixie come up for, with magic for normies Magic for normies. that's like a weird <laughs> talent that i have that i have no way to monetize i'm great with coming up with names for stuff and there's no way for me to ever make money oh it's just like here throw this great name and people are like yeah that's really good and that's what happened with uh, not, magic not, normies not just the name, but it's like you and Pixie just gave us the idea, or no, you gave me and Pixie the idea yeah, for the whole the chat, show. Yeah. I think I was doing like what opening a case of Theros or something, and yeah, totally selfish too because that's the kind of magic content I I, I like. That's why I gravitated <laughs> towards Pixie so much. Like, I don't care about being the best magic player or anything like that. I just care about having fun. So, it, so I guess to introduce you, look for people who don't know Efren. He is it's three founders of Cardsphere, right? It's only three. You, you, Ted, Michael, right? 
Yeah, me, me, Ted. Well, well, there's three owners, right? I'm one of the yeah. owners. Um, okay, okay. I wasn't technically one of the founders. I was around at the beginning. Uh, so at the beginning, um, so for those who don't know, Cardsphere is a, a trading site, right? And we're all burned users of a, of another trading site, and we all kind of got together <laughs> on Reddit and made like a Slack. Uh, and Michael, who's who's the president of Cardsphere, he was he was the one kind of spearheading all this. Let, like let's do this, and he and Ted worked together, you know, on their day yeah. jobs at a software company in Canada. And so Michael was really driving it, and I was kind of. Uh, you know, we were all active members on, on Reddit of Magic and, and the, you know, the, the old website was Trade. So we were all members of that community. We we're all burned. And there was another there was another guy named Tom that would say that was a coder. And I knew he was a coder because I would interact with him a lot. And he had made bots to, to, to trade online and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I put him in contact with Michael and Ted. I said, hey, this guy's a coder. And Michael said, well, we're having this. You know, we have this Slack where we're coming up with what this site's going to be. Like, why don't you join? I said, well, I don't really have anything to offer. I'm just a system administrator. I'm not a programmer or anything. He's like, well, we don't have a system administrator. Why don't you just join and give us your ideas? So I said, okay. Um, so I was there, and in the beginning, there was, like, a ton of people in there contributing and ideas. And then as time went on, everyone just kind of disappeared, right? People don't like to work for free. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. And it seemed like this really big task. And right kind of towards when that started to happen, I got really sick. And I and I was just ill for a few months. And so I kind of okay. left it and then, and then came back. And uh, I came back right before it launched and I started getting active again. So right when I came back, we had started the Discord and everything. And I'd just been hanging around and, and doing everything I could to help the, the site succeed. Totally because I just wanted a site like Hardware. Uh, where you can trade cards, you know. Oh, that's I, awesome. I missed having that. It is really, it's really fun uh, for me. It doesn't make any sense, right? Like from a value perspective, I would like to open boosters and then yeah. trade whatever is in there, trade it away, <laughs> lose money. But it's fun. It's like I really like it. Well, no, it's um. You and I were talking about. I mean, I know the the old Puka Trade site. That's how I built a lot of my first modern decks and all that. And now it's with Card Sphere. It's handy for getting a lot of those super expensive um edh staples now because you know i i don't play standard modern legacy any anything like that anymore it's just all edh and um it's handy so so all three of you guys all the owners are all in it um what you got two coders and a sysadmin well i'm the sysadmin um michael's the only coder so he's the only coder on cards oh okay okay Uh, so he does all the all those duties, and so me and Ted split literally everything else. Everything that's not coding is split between me and Ted. So Ted and his day job, they work at the same software company again. Like they both kind of left and ended up again at the same spot. Yeah. Um, he does like technical services for for the thing. He's not technically a system administrator. He works with like their clients, yeah. implementing whatever software they're they're selling them or whatever. And what do you do on your day job? I'm a system administrator first. Not a very big, not a very big company. It's like hundred users. Nice man. Uh, what a uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of geek talk here. So, um, what kind of systems do you run? Do you VMware you or Hyper V or man. anything? It's it's old school. Well, right now we're we're moving to VMware right now, but we're on uh, AS four hundred. Oh my God, no! Yeah, oh, 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 I like it. I like it. Oh man, I had to learn AS four hundred at one of my jobs, and it was um. 
we we had a person that was a dedicated AS400 sysadmin. You need one if you have one because yeah, yeah, because no one it's completely alien to everything else. It, it, it's its own different language of terms of like CLI and commands and all that. Yep. And um, I remember I had to do a daily backup job going there. I can't even remember all the commands of it, but it was like the most asinine shit. Like I had to go to the <laughs> tape drive and type in these commands and yeah. wait to put in the tape and eject the tape and all that stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. that was my only experience at AS400. Once you once you know it, it's great because it doesn't have any of the things. Because we also have you know Windows servers and SQL and yeah. all that stuff. But our main our main uh, uh, it's like a you know it's a mainframe is what it is. So um, once you know it, it's you know the damn it's bulletproof that you can't take the damn thing down if you, if you want if you tried. There's no restarts and security updates. Because you know. I mean, is is that. Is that even still a thing? Like yeah, AS400 oh yeah. still going strong? They're still making or? them. Yeah, they're still pushing software version out oh, because damn. <laughs> a lot of a lot of stuff like uh, banks and like point of sale, like almost every point of sale, like Costco runs on AS400. And oh damn, yeah. So it, it's still really really popular. It's secure and it's simple and yeah. I, well, I mean, I've been in health. I've been in the healthcare field for so long, so we're primarily like Linux and Windows and all that, and so I haven't touched AS400 in over a decade. So yeah, not surprising. <laughs> not surprising. A lot oh, of people man. haven't. <laughs> man, that's crazy. So you're finally getting to VMware? Yeah, we're going to VMware by by the end of next year. We're just starting that project, so it's going to be a while. Yeah. Data migration is going to take months. So. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm primarily all uh, network admin now. Um, doing nothing but routers, switches, firewalls, and all that. But there are times I do miss VMware, doing VMware stuff. But gee, that freaking thing is c- complicated as hell, man. It's especially yeah. d- d- especially on the storage side too, because VMware is one thing. But then when you start getting to the storage side of it, like are you doing NFS or iSCSI storage, and then setting up the storage in VMware, and that the N- luckily NFS storage is way easier, mm-hmm. and um compared to iSCSI. iSCSI is a pain in the ass. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's enough tech talk there, because... Yeah. <laughs> I, I could go on and on about it. I mean, Great for us. Though, yeah. I, I mean, hey, hell, if, if we're talking networking, fuck, I could make a whole podcast about networking. <laughs> hey, networking for normies. We'll make it the next little we'll <laughs> Oh, oh man. I've thought about that, too, like, because it's... I, I mean, as much as I love magic content creation and all that stuff, it's... I love it. I... I feel kind of blessed that I have a day job that I really like, that I really enjoy doing. Like, I love networking. I can talk about it and all that stuff. And I thought about maybe doing a podcast, but then I'm like, fuck, I barely have time for this shit right now. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to find time for stuff, yeah. I, I mean, I, I technically have that. You, I have a YouTube that the pack I fear, and I'm, you know, I just don't have time even just to record you know, opening packs. I, I got one of those Ikoria uh, collectors booster boxes for oh, my birthday. Yeah. And I just opened it. I was, like, <laughs> I was excited. I had I gotten sick on my birthday, and I was like, "I'm just gonna open this." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. Pixie those got mad at you. Huh? Yeah, Pixie got mad at you because he didn't record it or whatever. Yeah, but they're <laughs> you know they're expensive. Uh, yeah, they are. Packs, Holy but... crap, they're expensive. Um, yeah. You, you know, think you... about getting one of those double master VIP packs oh, just because I just want to open one. I mean, yeah, I, I, I've got to at least have one booster pack of it. At least yeah, one. Well, I, I don't know about a box, though. Well, that VIP, you've seen the VIP one, right? It's 100 bucks. Oh, shit. No, I did pack. not see that. And it has two foil box toppers in it, guaranteed. Jesus. So. I know. 
So you know, that that kind of brings up a good point here with you all being, you know, y- you all have to really pay attention to the financial side of magic because it's I don't know how often I see Ted on Twitter or or like on Discord saying, hey, we got to stop trading for these cards yeah. and all that stuff because they got banned or there's a weird spike going on or a buyout yeah. and um, and it may be a fake buyout or maybe a genuine buyout yeah. and all and just like so what what are uh, your thoughts on all these collector's editions going on because we before you answer that i want to bring up um pokemon because pokemon we're starting to see some of the same things magic doing that pokemon's been doing with the alternate arts of like you have one card and it has like two or three different versions of alternate art and it can Mm -hmm. skew the value of it and all that too so what are some of your thoughts on that as a collector and for me personally i like all the all the crazy versions the new Teferi is like... Oh my gosh, yeah. The, the, the differences are so subtle that... The nine like, different versions. <laughs> yeah, and you can't even tell the difference. Maybe when you see it in paper, the difference will be will be bigger. But yeah. um, as as someone who likes that kind of stuff, like the Ikoria, the comic book art uh, yeah. variant, and the Godzilla variants, I love it. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm always looking for a cooler version of a card to put in my decks right i yeah. have one i have one commander deck that's my favorite one it's tesa or Scion, and it's almost completely foiled out and i'm always looking for a cooler version of whatever cards in there like i want the coolest looking ones yeah in there, so. yeah uh from cards for your perspective it is really hard pretty much you know as i said michael's our only developer so once this all started once project booster fun started it all the development went to being able to handle all these cards, all the variants of the cards, because you're having the oh, same yeah, card. That's right. That's with right. The, with the same set number, in the same set, and there's two different versions of it. So you know we weren't really equipped to handle that because it didn't really happen before. The only time it ever happened was like the judge pro, you know, judge program printing the same promo yeah. with different art twice, like Vampiric Tutor. There's a, there's like three of those Demonic Tutor. Uh, that brings up a good question. Um, I don't know if you'd know this, but um, when it comes to new sets coming out for Cardsphere, is are you guys having to manually code them in the database one by one? Or how does no. that work? No, that's why we sometimes take a while to be able to add the cards in. So um, we go and grab, you know, we don't set prices. We follow prices. So we get prices from all kinds of places and we have like an ag- our own aggregate we including from price aggregators so okay we make our own kind of price from that um, but we there's no mechanism to go in and just say add this one card you know it's all automated so I, I check pretty much twice a day and see if it's any new printings are showing up um, for us to to uh, move over on to, into the production site and um, you know it's made it hard it's you know it's made it hard from uh from the cards first perspective, it's made it hard. But you know, people are also super excited. They like to trade them, so you know, there's more cards to be traded. So it's a double-edged sword a little bit. You know, it's good and it's bad for us. But you know, it makes it hard. We're still running into a you know the problem. The last thing that Michael has to develop is to be able to have the same card with the same name because that's what Secret Layer has really leaned into. Because oh, yeah, I was just about to bring so, that up. Like Serum Visions, there's four Serum Visions. They're all called Serum Visions, and they're all different arts, and it's all in one set. And same thing with, uh, you know, the Fairy Token. It's all the same Fairy yeah. Token. They've had, you know, two sets of basic lands now. So, 
um, that's the ne- that's the next challenge, and I think we'll be able to pretty much accommodate anything, everything. As far as the pricing goes, uh, that's pretty much me. Anytime you see a card paused, and um, because of whatever reason, I'm usually the one that's doing. I'd say I can think of like two or three instances where somebody else has paused the card and not me. Oh, okay, okay. And that's because I just, as a hobby, stay. Um, I don't really participate in, in a lot because I don't have time. Like, but I, I, I'm always paying attention to MG, MTG Finance. I'm in some of the discords or whatever, and um, that lets me stay a little bit ahead of it, right? So I see when it's happening, and I can just say, okay, well, we got to put a stop to this because the cards are getting bought out, and then um, we're really good at getting those people out of card sphere. People that. Um, the the big thing is a reprint, right? They'll they'll reprint a card, and people because of the way Cardsphere works, you, it's easy to go and dump your card on somebody before the price goes down. So like with yeah. M twenty one, there's some pretty good reprints like Massacre Worm, and you know, and we'll go and pause them, and uh, you know, occasionally somebody will beat us to it, and it's hard to beat us to it because I'm really I'm pretty diligent with it. Um, but a lot of times that's happening while I'm at my day job, right? So yeah, uh, sometimes they'll they'll get one out before, but you know when they do that, we we tell them you know you're gonna cancel if you put that card in the mail, it's gonna be the last card that you're gonna send on card trip because we don't want people taking advantage of our users. A lot of the things we do are for our user, for user protection is very important for us because, like I said before, there was no protection on 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 Puga, right? Because uh, me personally, it happened to me so many times. And you know they they didn't care, and that was one big thing that I was really pushing for when cards were started. Like we have to have this thing where we can stop this from happening. No, and, and that, uh, we've done a pretty good job, hard. you know. Oh yeah, I don't think there's had, there's been an instance where somebody got got screwed over that way on cards for that I, that I can think of. So has it been um with the amount of products that we're seeing coming out this year? Just not not just standard sets, but all the secret layers, all the whatever the hell else um it's has it felt exhausting at all to try to keep up with it all and and make sure that hey we gotta make sure we either gotta pause trading on certain stuff or anything like that um it the the work the work actually on the site no um (laughs) the thing that that's hard is that you know what we found the most. Let me turn on light here. Sorry to get a little bit dark. I know you're um, fine. The thing that we found the most uh, challenging is getting people to to read the stuff that we're putting out. Right. We've learned that people really don't like to read. You got to kind of, um, and that's the thing with pausing cards and doing a lot of things we do in order to protect the users sometimes from themselves because they're a lot of times people just click around and they and they don't read the stuff. Yeah. So the main thing is like. You know, we tell everybody as soon as we can we can get reliable pricing for a card or a variant, then we'll get it added. Right? We want it on there. We want you to trade it. But you know, especially when a new set comes out, it's like every couple, every you know six six seven times a day, we're getting emails. Hey, when are these cards going? Where where are these cards? Why don't you have these cards? Why don't you have these cards? So that's the challenging part is is taking care of the customer service side because oh, you know we have. You know, we have, you know, like 30,000 users now, or hopefully that number is right. So let me check. <laughs> we have our main, <laughs> our main site. Um, so, and it's me and Ted handling all of the customer service for anybody that, that comes in a car. So, yeah, we're at almost there, 29,066. Dang, it's going up, guys. 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we uh, first signed uh, Jana, which wasn't too long ago. It was like we were like 20. So we had just hit 28, so that's pretty good. That's we awesome. took a little bit. We we had a little bit slow down during the pandemic, but we didn't do too bad. Yeah. Now, are you guys seeing business start to pick back up now, now that yeah. things are opening up? Yeah, it has been. Um, the easiest way, you know, with us, uh, a big thing for us was transparency. Uh, again, because of, of, of the way, you know, where we came from. Mm-hmm. So we put, you know, pretty much all the info. If you're wondering, hey, hey how's Cartsphere doing at this very moment? It's all on the website. So Yeah, you it's can all on the front see, page, right? Yeah, you can look and see how much is in transit, and that's how busy we are. So it's been hovering around 50000 for a while. For a while, it was like $56,000 worth of cards in transit uh, right when Ikoria came out. And since uh, since um, Core 21 is about to come out, um, we always see it kind of go down a little bit, right? People mm-hmm. start saying, oh, I'm waiting for this card. So we're, that's what we're seeing right now. So right now it's like 45000 trend during the during the... And I shouldn't say during the pandemic, as if it's past tense, right? Because <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> we'll it's... say during we'll say during the quarantine. The the, the U.S. Uh, thinks it's over, or yeah, at the least... U.S. is acting like it's over. So well, mo- most states are thinking it's over, like Florida yeah. and I don't know about Texas and Texas is really bad. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, it's getting like I think after California, we're the highest state with the number of of cases right now. So we're really bad. So during the lockdown, I'll say um, we were. We stayed around thirty-five thousand in transit, so it did That's get a little bit bad. slower. But yeah, yeah it's, it's not that, I mean, that bad. And it bounced right back. You know, we were waiting to see what's going to happen with Ikoria. And now, do you think? Do you think? Um, well, I mean, I guess we don't. You guys don't really have any data for it. But with the cancellation of Magic Fest and all that, has that hampered? trading at all for you guys or no our, our trade volume i mean there's a couple things that we look at we look at the um the number you know the amount in transit dollar amount and then the number yeah. of unique senders that we have every day and it we had a little bit of downturn during the lockdown but it's really back to where it was and a little bit higher actually oh, okay. uh, since came out, so and right now we're in a little bit of lull before core 21 and well, it... like i said that happens with every set well, coming up. does it also happen to slow down during the summer too from what you've seen yeah we get the same summer magic slump so it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how it goes now now that there's nothing everyone's in their house and it seems like everyone's fine playing magic over webcam because yeah and it, it's got to be mostly commander because i don't see anybody playing standard over over webcam yeah and and that's what i find pretty interesting where you at least, so my LGS is open back up, and I've gone back and played some D and D there. And they're only really allowing D and D, but you can't have more than six players there or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's fine because we're spread apart enough. But they had um one F and M go off so far, and it was like barely anyone there. And okay. I, I I don't know if it's more due to st- I'm sure it's you know due to standard at the time and part and also due to the pandemic and all that. But I, I'm be really interested to see, not that I'm kind of hoping you guys like see a downturn or anything, but I'm wondering with the cancellations of Magic Fest this year and, you know, depending on how well states and, you know, even across the world start opening up LGSs, are you guys going to keep seeing either the same growth or it go up or even go down further? you know well i'm i'm hoping we get more growth we'd like oh we year yeah. over year compared to last year we stayed almost the same as last year mm-hmm. which um 
I was fine. I was happy with because when you saw what was going on with uh, so our third anniversary was just in May, so right after the lockdown, yeah, is when we finished our third anniversary, and we basically lost the first five months of of the year um, due to this this pandemic because February people started to get really nervous about it. Um, but you know, it it occurred to us when we started watching to see what happened is that. You know, because what happened was all the big stores, right? They had to close their violets down. They had to close their web, their their warehouses down. Yeah. You know, they couldn't they couldn't sell cards. They couldn't really buy cards the way they could. But for us, everyone could come and everyone could just use cards for from their house, like because that's the that's all it is. There is no warehouse and cards. There's nothing to shut down. It's three people, one of which is not even in the same country as the other two, and there's nothing to stop people from using card sphere so yeah it was it's like it was card sphere i know tcg player they didn't have the tcg player direct they didn't but, have direct but yeah. but they still had the the lgs's could, <laughs> yeah, still, could sell. still sell um, there, yeah. and was there anyone else out there that i mean besides amazon because like Ch- channel fireball <sighs> yeah. pretty much well, I shut mean, down eBay, right I mean, well yeah e- ebay um because oh god card kingdom was still kind of doing it but they did shut down for a little bit then they opened back up in april or something but they were taking a long time to process orders and all that and but yeah so yeah i mean i I think i think they're still having trouble um i think they're having i think they really need to buy cars right because they they need to sell them so i've seen like it used to be that abu games had like this big buy list bonus oh yeah and they were and then card kingdom had like but abu's games prices were also like crazy right so the bonus wasn't really that great, but in Card Kingdom, really everybody liked because they paid the the highest cash prices and yeah. they had a bonus. Um, but you know, trying I saw Channel Fireball raising raising theirs, trying to compete. But um, you know, what's interesting about that is we had one of our writers um, whose name is uh, Guillaume. We had him write. We told him just look at it. Says so go look at because it was something that we always noticed, right? The amount of buying power you have taking a bonus from a place like Card Kingdom or ABU Games or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's attractive because you're getting an extra 30%, you know, on top of whatever price they're paying on the buy list. But then their cards prices are higher. So yeah. we had we had Guillaume like say, go look at what it would cost to buy a deck or something and, you know, no editorial control over it, just run the numbers and see what happens. And, and uh, you know, he came back and saying, you know, the buying power, you know, you might send a card and it, it's a, you know, quote unquote it's a ten dollar card you know that's not really what you ever get even if you sell on tcg player um and you might only get seven bucks for that on cards but with that seven bucks it's you can buy you know uh a, you can buy more with that seven dollars than you could on any other website so yeah and that that's always one of the things i liked with card sphere is um so just recently um I, i'm really bad at trading on card sphere because i'm just so lazy but no what was it like during april or whatever i traded a whole bunch of cards off and i was like i i think i'm gonna cash out because that's what i normally do with you guys is i'll cash out and mm-hmm. I, and that's I, and like i said i'm not sponsored by card sphere at all one bit or anything like that so um and they've tried to get me no i'm just joking <laughs> no no it's i always feel a sponsor. no no i i always feel very i i always feel like the honorary sponsory because i do a lot with you cards for guys and, and even like the other cards for sponsors and all that stuff um um but um it's i I, th- I think i was talking with you or something where 
because it's like there was a bunch of cards I wanted for EDH decks, and I think you were the one who convinced me to find just put on like your wants list or whatever. And I'm like, oh, but how long is it really gonna take and all it, that? It happens fast, dude. Without before the end of the day, like I did yeah. it in the afternoon. I'm like, I have no money left in my account now. Like, <laughs> I got everything I wanted. Like, holy crap. Yeah. And, and I wanted to. I wouldn't say high ticket stuff, but I but I had a few cards in there that were like worth 20, 30 bucks and all that. And I think yeah, I even. Get them. Yeah, one yeah. that was 40 or 50 bucks and i'm like holy shit that went i didn't think i'd get the expensive ones you know yeah there's um the only thing you'll have trouble getting are like really obscure cards you know there's where there's just not a lot out there and they're not they're not played very much and you want it that that's when it's hard to get because yeah people I, just don't I, have them you know like for people trying to often. complete collections and all that yeah but you know some people you know, when we started, there was a lot of naysayers like, well, you're never going to get bulk on there because people are not going to, you know, I've, sent, I've not, sent bulk and all that. Yeah, I get it's That's the easiest to get because yeah. people love to send bulk and build that balance up and get uh, an expensive card for all this, you know, stuff that you can't even buy a list normally. You know, you got to send it in as bulk and pay, you know, five dollars per, per thousand cards or whatever. They yeah. Pay for, um, yeah. Um, so people will love to grind out that value you know they'll they'll take 10 cents on a on a 30 cent card you know every time so yeah if you're building a commander deck or i, I built a, a whole a popper battle box on cards here oh nice and so i bought and it started uh with just eight i picked like eight decks i was like let me just see what like the eight the eight decks for in the meta game that's half popular right now let's just put them all in and you know people will send any 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 value as long as the offer's right yeah, no. So with the um did Cardsphere put out a message about the recently banned cards, all the the racist cards or anything? I don't know if I saw this. anything. We just we just removed them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they're not tradable on Cardsphere. Okay. Oh, that's so good. Just Yeah, we didn't want to make a big thing about it, you know, we didn't want to be like, here's, you know, cuz it's it's stupid, right? We didn't want to be like, we're stopping these cards. Just we'll get them out of there. You know, we don't want to be the place where people are coming to get their card featuring the, the Ku Klux Klan on it. You know, we don't really want to be associated with that. Oh my god. It's like <laughs> I mean I it, it's god, I, there, there's I, I see the the people who are not wanting it banned because oh it's part of magic history and all that stuff. I mean but the the only okay. thing that I could I imagine the uproar if they actually banned cards that were playable and all that like imagine if um i don't know say snapcaster mage was banned for whatever yeah. i mean i know that's mainly modern legacy it, <laughs> it does see playing edh and all that but oh man it, it's the uproar that would have caused people would be mad yeah oh yeah they want their magic the way they want their magic and uh, you know from you know. a business perspective there's no advantage for us to keep the cards on there you know aside from you know how we feel personally about the cards whatever yeah. racial implications they have why would any business in their right minds keep the card on there you know do we want to be the only place cards is the only place where you can get these cards banned for racism you know we don't we're not going to be them yeah no, be you, them. you don't want that on you i mean no it's... you know and we you know if you know on cards when you trade a card we only charge one percent so you know we don't need the we don't need the pennies we're making from 
people trade yeah, cards. Yeah, were, were, were any of the cards even worth a lot of money or anything? I, I didn't even look at Some of them much. were. Some of them oh, were. Yeah. The main one, the Invoke Prejudice, the, like the card, that should have definitely 100% been, been removed, was like over $200, like $250. Really? Was it because it did have like prejudice shit on it or something? No, it had always been because I was aware of the card, the card before all this happened. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people been aware that a lot of people were, but and I was surprised how many people were not because um, even Ted messaged me. He's like, "Can you believe this?" And I was like, "Yeah, didn't you know about this card?" He's like, "No," and I've been playing Magic that long. I won't be playing since Return to Ravnica. Yeah, but I knew of the card because of the art, right? Because that's how I heard about it. Like, there's this really racist card out there. And yeah, but it was valuable because it was only printed that one time in Legends. Um. So, but yeah, and you know, so as soon as as soon as all this happened, um, we used our mechanism that we have to pause the cards, mm-hmm. and we paused them uh, before because we don't we know we don't really have a way to just take a card off of the site. Like we don't want this card traded because why why would we right? Yeah, <laughs> there was no reason before. So we had to say, say well, how do we get these cards off the site? And, you know, Michael had to go in and just manually get them out of there. You know, there's not really a mechanism. Mm, okay. Interesting. And I just realized in their announcement that they said they're going to go through the entire history of their cards and their art and remove anything oh, that's problematic. God. So there's probably going to be more cards. Which is, uh, God, it, it's it's going to be interesting. That, that, that'll be the word I say, interesting to see what they go through because, I mean... It's magic's been around for so long, and there's been some really iffy arts. I mean, what was the what was the one card that they had to redo the art of because it had the pentagram on it? Um, Unholy strength. Yeah, unho- yeah, that's right, that's right. I mean, oh god, it's crazy. Just, but I mean, it is what it is. It. I mean, I I understand why they're doing it and all that, and. I mean, you and I, we've been paying attention to what's been going on, especially the past few days, you know, with all the Black Lives Matters protests and all that. And and then a lot of people started speaking up against Watsi and all that. And I mean, I know their intentions were they had good intentions for doing that, mm-hmm. but it's just like a lot of people said, I feel like that's like the lowest hanging fruit that. Yeah, it's the it's the, you know, they're going to the the. Uh the dam and they're sticking their finger in the hole where the water's coming yeah. through right trying to, trying to keep it but that's just, it's the it's the bare minimum because it's because right, did you read that article by i'm gonna mispronounce his name zayam or zayam or yeah i read um, i read both of them um sorry if I've i butchered his name yeah it's so reading that article it's like i felt like that article was about everything else except that card and then it's like wizards like oh well we can like, just here's all the yeah it was here's all this plus did you know about this card and they're like oh we got to <laughs> oh we got to get rid of that card i mean not saying they shouldn't have gotten rid of it but it's also like what about everything else that was on that article like all the you know how you guys have barely... at least address it right at least say yeah. something like, we're also making these changes right yeah just something you know <sighs> the problem is that watsi uh, you know they always do that right they always yeah say nothing they seem to take a way that's not really what everybody expects or wants and then they like to just not say anything while they do stuff and normally it's oh, like like the best example recently is like they said well don't worry fetch lands are coming later but they're not telling they won't tell you when and they won't tell what in what capacity until people get upset they're like well we want to know 
right? For a lot of you know, yeah. for a lot of good reasons, you know, should they spend the money now or wait later? Is it is it the kind of thing where it's going to create the price? You know, people don't know, and they've always played that game where they just say nothing, and you know, a lot Pretty of times, you, I mean, a lot of times it worked for them because a lot of times Magic community just moves on to the next thing, right? It's like yeah. that, not just Magic; it's like that with everything. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, just sticking with Magic community, their their attention spans are so freaking yeah. <laughs> small. It's, it's like, just like the set, right? We're, we're, we're going to be so outraged by something the next week. Ooh, look, new cards. Spoiler. Yeah, it's a new card, right? So, you know, and it's just like, I was just saying that a card, like, like, Coria, well, everybody loves it. We're trading Coria. Well, Core 21, oh. <laughs> I know, right? Down. Don't want those cards anymore. We need the newer cards. Yeah. It's, um, so, yeah, they, I mean... They could definitely handle it better. They need some better they PR need, people, I guess. Yeah, they, they really do because I read Morrow's um little Tumblr blog that he released. Was it yesterday or something? And yeah, and people... I, I could just feel the frustration coming from him. It's like, and he's not a PR person. I mean, he is the face of magic and all that stuff, yeah. but he kind of shouldn't be in the sense of like he shouldn't be the public or the PR person for them. He does, or he, you know what I mean? It's, um, they should probably have a real PR person that does their, you know, like, hey, we heard you, we got the message, we're we're starting to work on it or whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. but it's, dude, I, I mean, I've worked at companies like that where, I mean, not the same kind of problems, but you know, they have the empty promises and shit, and just. But then again, yeah. I've never worked for a company like a public company like watsy or anything like that so i'm sure it's very different compared to the corporations i've worked for yeah but people are just you know they're they're tired of lip service you know rightfully so they're tired of hearing uh yeah Yeah. changes are coming and uh you know like even with the whole black Lives matter things you saw i don't know what politicians it was or i I can't remember who it was and they're saying we're gonna have mandatory de-escalation training and all this stuff like Oh, you know, for the police and all not, that. Yeah, like no one's no one's gonna be happy with that. That's not gonna work. You know, I'm sure they've had that kind of training before in the past. I know when I go to mandatory training, like you know, nobody pays attention. You don't really learn yeah, anything. No one gives a crap. You know, so that you're just there, and then you leave when it's over, and you forget most of what was there. So, you yeah. know, people are just tired of, of lip service, and I think that's where they're seeing this as. They're well, seeing it as. I mean, they're tired of the freaking status quo. I mean, yeah. it's diving into a little bit of politics here i mean let's be honest the i mean yeah granted trump (laughs) has been a real piece of crap and all that but even when you look at the past two presidents before that obama and then george bush it's pretty much been the status quo it's nothing has really changed and i mean yeah there's there's been benefits here and there that have happened and that have benefited people and all that stuff but for the most part it's the same shit and it's the same or worse in a lot of cases yeah yeah and it's um and as much as you know as much as i don't want trump to get reelected, i mean out of all the choices the democrats had for their president <laughs> it's like joe joe biden really like out uh, of yeah. everybody right it's i, I don't know it, it, it's frustrating because it's I mean, let's say Biden does get elected. I mean, yeah, he's going to be better than Trump and all that stuff. But what change is he really going to do and all that? It's I think I think the best chance for that is still is still Bernie Sanders, because, yeah, in order to get that endorsement, he made him say, well, you're going to make this committee or I don't know what it is. 
and I'm going to be on it. We're going to decide what policies we're going to push or I'm not going to give you the endorsement. So that's, you know, and a lot of progressive people are on there, him and uh, uh, AOC are on there. So that's the best chance at real positive change, I think. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's for Oh, the way things are now, I think people would just, you know, it really is the lesser of two evils, right? Oh, dude, it's... I, I, more more now that than it's ever been. So. Oh, dude, it's I've got a feeling Trump is going to win again because and, yeah. and, and may, maybe it's just because of where I live, because especially I live in a very Republican state and mm-hmm. all that. And if if you don't go to Tampa or Miami, because that's where a lot of the Democrats are and mm-hmm. all that. But every other county outside of those two counties, it's all. You see Trump everywhere. You see the Confederate flag everywhere. And, dude, so I was so embarrassed of my city. What was it last weekend where they had a Black Lives Matter protest, which cool, good. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they also had an anti-Black Matters protest. I'm like, Black (laughs) Lives. I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I can't believe they didn't exist. I'm just like, anti-Black. I mean, so what I, is that saying? They don't matter. That's what they're. That's what they're out there. No, it, it's that's the, what message is for. Like, come on. It's the all lives matter bullshit. Oh, and it's, no. and I, I feel like the, um, I, I love the the one sign that's been going around. All lives won't matter until Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and all that, and um, you know, it's, oh god, it's it's so frustrating. And so my city is, um, <laughs> so. I mean, I mean, you're, you're in Texas. You probably know because it's pretty mm-hmm. Republic or conservative there too. Yeah, it's, pretty much outside so, of the metro area. It's it's exactly just like we described Florida. Like Dallas, we got Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, yeah. Houston, and everything else is red. But those. So um, it, it's so at my courthouse in my city, they've got something called the hanging tree, which is supposedly been known for like lynchings and all that like i i i I don't know how true the history is but that that's always been the the local that's what it's known by that's what everybody calls it yeah that's what the local history is like it's been known for lynchings and and they've been trying to get that tree torn down for like years and years now and down now no 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 it's not down Um, i'm surprised it's one of those huge ass oak trees that's like not easy to tear down or anything like that like you can't just easily take a chainsaw to it and tear it down. Okay. You'll wreck. I got like five live oak trees, man, on my property. I hate them. Yeah. So. Too many things, but... So what's funny is, um, I mean, th- there's always been petitions to tear it down. The city's always been like, no, 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 you know, whatever the fuck. Um, but you know, since with the BLM movements going on, it started up again, and now for the first time ever, I saw uh the anti BLMers have a petition saying, no, we need to save it because it's part of history. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> what? I think they're probably just in the, I mean, what crazy what, place what, am I living crazy in? Thing about that is that all that shit is finally coming down. Right. Yeah. Like people are just going out. We're just going to tear this, this statue down. And then I, where was it in Richmond or something? They went yeah. to go tear down. And the mayor said, I will just tear it down. Like, don't go over there and just, and rip it off. And he sent the next day, he sent like a bulldozer over there and took the damn thing out. So, and that's something that people have been fighting for for years, right? Get rid of all these Confederate yeah. statues all over the country. And, you know, it was always met, you know, with opposition of these people. Oh, it's my heritage. Order. And well, see, know, people the, are just not having that anymore. They're just going to go take it down, take it down themselves. See, the thing that and I have to... I don't to, miss any of it. it. The thing I have to say about that, like, if people really want to keep it to preserve history and all that... My my thought has always been, well, why don't these these groups that want to keep it raise the money 
to buy the statues off the county or the city or whatever and put it in a museum you know Mm -hmm. put it put it in a private museum somewhere like you want to save it so bad there you go you know yeah it's it's because that's i mean that's not really what it's about right that's why they don't do that it's not really i I know i know know it but it's just is is the confederate flag common in texas or anything because it's pretty Um, common here in florida i not really well I live in a blue, so I live in like way South Texas and it's a okay. blue, it's a blue County. So down here, I'm right like on the border. Okay. Uh, like you've seen the picture, you've seen the pictures of like the people in cages. That's the city I live in. I live oh, there. Jesus Christ. So it's, it's a, and it's a blue County. Like there's never any Republican, anything down here. Um, so down here, we don't really see it. I don't think it would okay. go over very well down here. So Probably I can't not. speak for the yeah, I can't speak for the entire state, but well, I have not really seen that here. Because the the only place I've been to in Texas are just Dallas and Austin, and those have been r- rather you know democratic cities or whatever. And I've just yeah, never, especially Austin's very liberal city. Yeah, I, I like Austin. Every time I've been there, um, I, I go there yeah, for work, and Austin, yeah. um, it's a. Uh, Dude, I for the first time I had when I last time I went to Austin I had some rabbit sausage over there at some like oh, yeah. little hipster bar or something and I'm like yeah, there's a lot of hipster stuff places there. Oh dude, it was like so freaking delicious too. I've never had I've never a rabbit had before. Rabbit I've never heard of it. Yeah, apparently that's what it was. Yeah. It was it was okay. ridiculously good. I'm pretty sure it was like hormone fed rabbit and all that because the sausage is like that big and all that and <laughs> like oh damn. It was either hormones or it was a lot of rabbits in that sausage. Yeah, yeah, like two or three rabbits or something. <laughs> no, but um, now every time I've been to Austin, it's been a great city. It's um, it's with my the place that I go there. It's right across the street from the Apple Campus over there, mm-hmm. and just getting to see the outside of that. God, it, it's. I wish I worked at a place like freaking, you know, has, there's, there's a lot of those there now. Man. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's become its own Samsung like little, there. Dell's been there for a while. There's a lot of, a lot dude, of it's become there. like a little Silicon Valley type place. Yeah. It's big crazy. Time, big time. They, they, well, the government, there are uh, the state government gives them a lot of incentives to come here. Good. A lot of- Good. Cause it's, um, get out of the freaking crazy ass price of like Washington <laughs> and California and all that. Yeah. And- so it's, uh, so I'm from California originally, so I still have a lot of family over there. Yeah. And, and my dad just retired a couple of years ago, so he's going to uh, come down here and find a place because, you know, he's got California retirement. And down here, you know, the house that I'm in now, it's like um, it's it's not huge. It's it's three bedroom. It's around 2000 square feet. If like you include the garage. Yeah. Um, but we 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 got it for like 90,000. Oh, dude, that that's like Florida too. It's yeah, I, it's like, and I tell people that and they're like, "What?" Yeah, it's um. So my, I mean, I don't live in a big house either. It's like I've got three bedrooms, I've got an office, um, two bathrooms, two car garage, and 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 I'm on a corner lot and all that. So pretty big yard and all that. And I paid hundred and ten thousand, yeah, and all that forward and freaking. I mean, God, I you can't you couldn't even buy no, like an apartment like for that this, in like, california you can touch it for probably under 200 250,000 in california yeah it's it's crazy. crazy it's crazy it's crazy to me that much yeah, i know and then I, I 
and then um s- someplace here like in florida like if you're making fifty thousand a year here in florida in my city it's like that's considered pretty pretty good yeah like you're yeah. doing pretty decent and all that in california it's like pff, you're in poverty <laughs> <laughs> it's insane yeah, yeah, to me so, so a couple of years ago my my sister was oh shit i guess it's been like 10 years now my sister got really sick and she was in the hospital she was going to ucla she was a student there and so my parents wanted to be closer to her so like yeah uh, they got an apartment there in Westwood, uh, which is right by right by the campus. And um, if you ever see them doing like, uh, if you ever watch like they're doing a Hollywood premiere, and we're, you know yeah. that's in Westwood. That's where that's where they. Oh, do that. okay, okay. And the apartment it was like a like a one bedroom, or it might have been like just like a deficiency or a studio apartment. And it was like five grand a month. Jesus, I know it was crazy, man. Dude, like I can imagine a mortgage costing five grand a month. You'd have like a freaking mansion here in Florida yeah. for five so grand a month. I mean, it's out of it's way out Damn. of control. Damn, that's crazy. It's I've never been to California. I want to go so bad. It's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. You know, I I I moved here in the early '90s in Texas. My yeah. parents separated, so I moved down here with with my mom. But what's crazy is that my family originally is from down here like my dad and, and my grandfather are from here in south yeah. texas in a town called san benito and they ended up in california and then somehow i ended up back down here where they started so it's kind of neat but yeah beautiful california beautiful state lots of stuff to do i mean i've never actually it's very been, expensive never been to the west coast the farthest west i've been is just nevada las, las vegas. vegas yeah yeah it's i was supposed to go to oregon next week actually and um that got canceled and yeah, I saw so, that they were saying that uh, because I was talking to, I was trying to talk to, like I was talking to Pig's Kitten and a couple other people, and I was saying, you know, well, next year, let's do, like, let's get together at GP Vegas next year. Yeah, yeah, all. Pixie and I were talking about that. We were going to do it. Like, I, yeah, my, my wife and I had like plans. Next year, they'd be surprised if, if big events are back next year. That's what they, that's what the magic uh, oh, official God. Twitter said. And they said, we would that be sucks. surprised if there's big events next year. Like, they're going to be I'd, happy I'd be surprised if Magic Fest come back at all. Yeah. Because I mean, let's be honest. It's ever since Channel Fireball got a hold of those events, they've been. I I don't know how many Magic Fests you went to when Channel Fireball started taking over. GP. <laughs> it's um. <laughs> I mean, I feel I've like I've never the, been to an event like that, so I re- I was really wanting to do that the, because the, now you know I'm a card sphere. I can go yeah. and meet people and you know give it, swag out kind of thing. The first year they had they like were the monopoly of the GPs and all that. I felt they. They were trying to do a lot of cool ideas with it and all that, and maybe it just didn't see an ROI or anything, mm-hmm. and maybe it co- cost them too much. Because then in 2019, dude, it, they were like running the bare minimum and all that. Yeah, and, and I know I a, lot a lot of convention like costs. Like they were comparing what you get for your money the first year versus this yeah. last year, and it was like they were really cutting it down. Oh, dude, it's like I just remember not like the last GP I even went to. I can't even remember now, but it was just it felt like crap man like i'll be honest just like it felt like the bare bones of what they could do and it, it well, that's sucks what happens when someone has total control of it right they don't I mean and, they and, do whatever they want because what are you going to do about it right and, and i get like convention costs have skyrocketed and all that and i get that and maybe that's the reason why they had to scale back a lot of stuff but it's still kind of i mean you're better off just going to a place like MegaCon or Comic-Con or anything, you know? Yeah. Because they, they always have places where you can go yeah, and play Magic. Yeah, you can Magic. play Magic there, too. They yeah. have little, they have events there. Dude, it's, um, I, I used to go to MegaCon Orlando every year, and um, I had to stop going because, 
and, and I hate to make it sound like, um, you know, one of those stuck up nerds, but when it started getting really popular, uh, it mm-hmm. just became unbearable and all that, like just too many people, too many people there. Yeah. And That's it was what happened in California. Cause I used to go to these cons in California. Once yeah. they get too big, it was like, and, and it feels like the, the same, same shit every year. It's like n- nothing, yeah. nothing different. I feel like they don't try as hard and you know, and, like down here, we're pretty separated from like the rest of the state. So yeah. like when somebody says South Texas, they're like, oh, South Texas in San Antonio, right? Well, we're 250 miles south of that, right? I know. So people don't realize how big Texas yeah, it's is. It's huge, right? <laughs> so we're way, so we're pretty disconnected from everything. And so like one of the local comic book stop shops started doing our own Comic Con down here because they opened the convention center. Yeah. And they call it South Texas Comic Con. And they do like all these events throughout the year not just them but they do like a, some some other people do a poke fest and yeah you go and it's like it's the same five shops that the only shops that are in town right? there's not like <laughs> vendors coming in from out of town so you go and it's the same guys with the same merchandise and i'm like okay well <laughs> i'm not gonna go to this anymore yeah, it was I go to these guys stores anytime yeah. and i do now, I mean, it was fun going to the to the conventions at first, meeting the celebrities, especially all the Star Trek celebrities and all that. And I, I've met, I think I've met every single next gen actor and actress uh, yeah. except for Doctor Crusher, uh, Gates McFadden. Um, I think she's the only one I haven't met out of the main cast. Oh, and Lavar Burton, I haven't met him yet either. But my wife did. She like got to personally meet Lavar Burton one time. I'm like, oh, like yeah? I hate you. You because he's one of my favorites. Yeah, the, the only Star Trek I ever got into kind of was Next Generation because I used to watch it with my dad all the time. Yeah, he was super into it. My dad was super into it. He, in he, fact, when <laughs> when I was a kid, I got so upset of what I found out because you know he used to take me, you know, we go get our haircut, right? Yeah, and he would always say, um, you know, when you're doing the sideburns, he's like, I wanted make it come to like a point they're like do you want it straight behind the ear or do you want it coming down and he'd be like no i want it in like a like a v like it just go down like that and so he would always do that for me too so i was just anytime i would go get my hair cut on my own i was like no i want it like this <laughs> and i never thought about why and then he was like and then he, and we got it one time and he's like you know why i get my hair like that why, why he goes you know why i do that right and i was like no why he like because star trek dude i was like what that's, why <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I never cut it like that again. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. No, it's um. And I never. That's something I never noticed about Star Trek, but they they do have it like that. Yeah, he like yeah, he really yeah, likes Riker. Do. Like Riker's like his favorite. Like Riker. Oh, jo- Jonathan Frakes is just as cool in real life as he is like uh, he? Uh, on the show and all that <laughs> stuff. He's um, I cut the the he was one of the first ones I ever met, and he just seems like he'd be such a cool guy to have a beer with and all that. Like well, I met Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn. He just seemed like he was, he's here just for the money. Like, I'm like, he was really nice and all that stuff, but you could just sort of tell he's like, okay, he's come. Getting, yeah. Getting that yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Marina's Pretty cool, man. If you, if oh, you get yeah. him on a show like that, man, you can go to cons the rest of your life and get money for it, right? People oh, want yeah, to it, for, for sure. But I mean, I always it, think about that when, when people are like, because I'm, I'm more Star Wars than, than Star Trek. Yeah. But like, anytime there's a new Star Wars, like, Hey, the, all these people just got a paid gig for the rest of their lives, right? If you got a line in the yeah, movie or something. Yeah, for sure. You want to take it. That's a pretty cool deal. I know, right? I mean, but I think at a point, there's got to be a point where you just get tired of it, right? Because, I mean, think about it. They play anything, these characters. It's still a job, right? Yeah. It's anything, anything becomes a job after a while. Yeah, because, I mean, they... they They've been doing they've been doing those characters for like ever, and now that uh, Star Trek yeah. Picard is here, you know that they, they're some of them are 
doing it. Oh, you got a sad face going on? Oh, I don't know. I, was, I hit my keyboard. <laughs> That's how I feel I just, about getting burned out. Of going yeah. on. So I get sad. <laughs> no, it's... um. That's awesome, but um, no, I mean, so what else has been going on with you? It's been um, just like I, I feel like there's just been these past couple weeks, man, just been insanity. It, it, I, it's um, I, I was talking about this with Pixie the other night, like right after uh, we were done with Magic for Normies. Like, I felt like this week I had to take a break from social media. Like, it's just gotten too overwhelming and all that yeah. stuff and, and and i i hate to say it because it feels selfish and all that stuff like you know i want to be able to try to spread awareness as much as i can and all that but it's it feels like it's gotten too much like it feels like every fucking day there's something new that is happening and it's disgusting yeah that's that's you're you know it's like every time you turn around there's something worse happening like what the fuck like it's like everybody's lost their fucking minds or something yeah and and you know and it's hard because you want to step away but you also feel like you know you really shouldn't because it's you're right to be outraged or or upset or anything so yeah it's been uh very trying emotionally yeah it's been it's been hard it's um i've got a buddy of mine um and i've been talking with him and you know, he, he's helped me set a lot of perspectives about some stuff and, you know, he's black, but he's also in the military too. And I had mm-hmm. no idea that people in the military, like not that they can't go protest, but it's, um, it's that uniform code of military justice or something and mm-hmm. where they could get in trouble for protesting and all that. And I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like I had no idea. That's scary and all that. And, but he, and I've just been asking him a bunch of questions, just trying to just understand stuff from his perspective and all that. And, um, it's, it's just fucking crazy, man. It's just too much shit going on. And just, it's, um, I was just telling him like, and, and I told him something and it really hit me. Like I told him like, I want to go protest. I want to go out, but I'll be honest, man. If, if I, I, I would feel more comfortable protesting if I didn't have a wife and kid or wife and kids and all that. But mm-hmm. since I have that, it's I'm, I'll be, I'm afraid to go protest. And he told me, you know what? That's me every day. And I'm like, Oh fuck. That hit me hard. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. You know, I, heard, I heard, I heard your last cast with the, with the color magic guys on. Yeah. And it's unbelievable right like when he told the story about filling out the the loan with two different names i know one that's crazy to one not right i was like you know it sounds unbelievable but it you know you know i'm fortunate that i didn't i've never faced that kind of racism you know i'm i'm, I'm hispanic but you know it's not the same being hispanic as it is being black yeah yeah and so, and he and i were talking because um you know i was the one who hired him for the job he currently has like i used to be an it hiring manager and all Mm -hmm. that and um i've always um and i remember when i got put in that position you know because there were times where we'd have open positions and i've had like 500 resumes come at me and there's no way i'm gonna go through all of them right because it's just too much like who's really gonna go through that many resumes and all that but i always remember making it a point like to really try to give people like a fair shot and all that and you know look at the women look at you know wh- whoever like at least try to find the most qualified and and he brought up a really good point that I never really thought of um was you know for people that have to do that uh maybe when you start filling out applications or whatever like don't put your gender or even your ethnicity on there because why should people even 
why does why that, that matter? matter right? It shouldn't matter at all or anything. It shouldn't be on application, really. And, I mean, what difference yeah. does it make? No, and he brought up a good point. Yeah, you, were you talking about Daquan? Because um, my buddy said the same thing. Like, you know, if you have a white-sounding name, you know, there's a good chance, you know, you may get a call. If you have a, I don't know, a black-sounding name, Hispanic-sounding name, you know, Indian-sounding name and all that, it's good chance you're not going to get called and all that. And I guess I never really thought of it like that, you know? It's, yeah, I talked to my wife about all this the other day because down here where, where we live, it's like it's got to be 90% or more Hispanic. So, yeah. you know, we're kind of insulated from that, right? There's not really a lot of races down here. Well, that's not true, right? So, um, I, and I was, I was, I told my wife and I told, I told the, because I was on Color Magic a while back. Yeah. And uh, I told them, I don't think I told the story on the thing, but I told them off the air when we were talking. And, you know, the most racism that I've personally seen has been from other Hispanics. Because when I moved here from California, um, over there, so my dad is Hispanic and my mom's white. And so growing up, all of my family spoke Spanish. But when they were talking to me and my mom, they would all English. So I didn't learn Spanish as a child. Yeah. I learned as an adult. So when I moved down here from from california i moved to south texas um people did not like me here because i didn't speak spanish so Um, even though everyone was hispanic because i didn't speak spanish they didn't want anything to do with me you know i'd get picked on you know throw things at me the kind of shit it was it was crazy because you know i'm all you know we all look the same yeah but but, but because that difference you know I, i had a totally different experience but so I end up learning um, Spanish as an adult, and uh, when I graduated high school, my first job out of high school when I was I was going to college and working, I was I worked at office uh, Max or, something, or selling yeah. computers, right? And down here is like a lot of the business comes from from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So if you look at almost any store that's down here, like Best Buy, you know. I don't know if Office Depot is around him. Office Depot, Office Max, any store that has a retail store down here, it's their best-selling store in the country, because every weekend, all kinds of Mexican nationals come across the border to shop, and oh, that wow. happens every every freaking weekend. And they spend a lot of money, and then they go back, they take it all back over there because they can't get it. So any store that's here, Best Buy, at the time it was our store, um, you know, even like little like so you had to. Buy- you basically had to know yourself. Spanish and all. Yeah, that. I had to learn it right to yeah. to do that, and then I worked as a as a a nine one operator for a little while, and then I really had to know it because down here everyone's calling nine one and they're speaking Spanish to you. So uh, I learned it that way. So, but other than that, down here, you know, we look the same as everybody down here. You know, there's the last couple of years, there's been some more, um, you know, there's been more white people coming and uh, some Asians, but it's mostly down, mostly all Hispanic here. So we're 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 fortunate that we've never seen that, you know, <laughs> the most racism I've seen from other Hispanics. So. Yeah, it, that's interesting you say that. Um, I mean, with Florida, you know, we're heavily Hispanic here too. Um, mm-hmm. And I was for a little, for a little bit there, I was adopted by um, a Cuban family. And I, I don't really mean like officially adopted, but I lived with uh, my best friend who was Cuban and his whole family's Cuban. And damn, they had some good food. Um, but yeah. uh, but but the thing is, I I always remember like living in that house like, just 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 the amount of hatred they would have towards Puerto Rican people and Puerto Rican people would hate Cubans too at the same time yeah, like, it was just thing. and I'm 
I, I don't really know the whole history behind it and all that stuff, but I just remember, you know, I, I would have Cuban friends. They'd tell me, like, oh, you know, fuck Puerto Ricans and all that stuff. And then I'd have Puerto Rican friends. They'd say, fuck Cubans. And I'm like, whoa. I, and I never understood <laughs> that. Weird, but, right? yeah. And then. And, but yeah, that's, it w- one thing that, that, that's one thing that I learned that minorities don't necessarily have, you know, they don't feel empathy necessarily for other minorities. They still have prejudices because I used to think, oh, you know, I'm a minority. They're a minority. You know, we're, we're not going to have prejudice against, but they don't. <laughs> that is not true. And, and, and it's weird, too, because um, I, I would even notice um, because the the family that I lived with, um, the mother, um, she she um I, I can't remember if she was born in cuba but her family is actually spain spanish so they mm-hmm. have like blonde hair blue eyes and all that yeah. so you like you you would look at her you couldn't even tell she knew spanish or anything Look, looked exactly like a white woman but she would tell me there'd be so many times you know people talk shit about her in spanish and she they just think they should know it, yeah. <laughs> she'd just go fly off the handle just yeah. so down here like <laughs> a lot of the the mexican nationals that are from closer to central mexico or like the matamoros area yeah uh they have um red hair green eyes white skin and they don't speak anything they're you know they're completely mexican just, they don't have the dark skin and so oh, you wow. see them down here and like oh <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect you to speak Spanish. But you do. think they look Irish or something? Or... Yeah, something like that. You know, they don't, they don't look Hispanic. Yeah, no, but so, um... yeah, it's it's been a it's been a you know um, everything happening with race right now, and then um, you know it, it, you know when when I was on Color Magic podcast, I had a whole mm-hmm. a discussion with Ted because you know Daquan was always on. You know, I was listening to it already, and then he was always mm-hmm. on Twitter saying. We're looking for people of color, you know, come on the come on the cast. And, you know, Ted was like, hey, you should see if they go on there. And I'm like, well, they don't want me on there. I'm just, you know, yeah. um, you know, I didn't I didn't really see myself as a person of color. Even though I, I knew that I was, but I didn't think that it defined me in that way. And so I reached out and they're like, yeah, come on. And uh, what really changed, you know, the last couple of weeks has really changed the way I looked at myself and the role that I can play at Cardsphere and in the magic community because of Baltan, right? You know, Baltan in the. Oh, yeah community member right um and you were in the chat i think the other day he he you know he this was a few weeks ago before all this stuff really happened and i don't know how it came up and he told me um you know when i saw you on 10 street hooligans that was the first time i ever saw hispanic in in magic content and he goes that's why i stuck around he goes, that's why i became you know i i stayed up around for zuby's chat or whatever yeah and that never occurred to me, you know. It never occurred to me that. Oh yeah, and you, you you gave John shit about that too at the time. <laughs> yeah, I went on, and you know, and it was a total joke because I didn't really, like I said, I didn't see, you know, personal color being you know something that defined me. I just, I happened to look at the thumbnails, and I was like, "There's never been anybody not white on this show." Yeah. So right at the beginning of the show, I said. <laughs> <laughs> Don't adjust your sets. There's a brown man on Tinsley Hoogan. It was like, whoa, whoa, what, what? <laughs> and it was true. And I know that wasn't because they're racist, but it was just a fact. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Baltan's comment really had a, a – I, I really had a visceral reaction from that. It really changed the way I looked at myself. And then the other thing was um, – uh, Pixie had had made a tweet, and she's like – and this, this what reminded me of it is what you said when you are going through your applications – um, she's like, hey, I'm gonna make this tweet, and she's like, is this okay with you? And I, and it was, and it said, 
you know, I'm proud to be sponsored by Cardsphere because they've been they've had a diverse group of creators since before. It was cool. And she showed me a list of everybody that we sponsor and it was like, you know, everybody's represented and they're all, you know, that's sort of a role that I've taken on since I joined Cardsphere. And yeah. and Pixie was the first one that I signed. As I've been going out and finding creators to sponsor. You know, oh, like, she you was know, the first one you signed? She was the first one, yeah. As soon as I joined Cardsphere, um, I that was the first thing I said. I found you know, there's this there's this woman who's making really funny videos. Let's let's sponsor her. And, you know, it was, you know, we do have a very diverse group of creators that we sponsor. And not not by design, you know, we don't have a, a checklist. Like, we got to get this one and that one. Um, but, you know, I go and I find people that I follow and, you know, that are like and a good fit. So, you know, those two things combined with everything else that's happening is really, has really made me re-examine about what, you know, you know, what role I can play in all this. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it's really changed my perspective on everything. And, you know, it's a responsibility. You know, I never yeah. looked at it that way, but it, it's a responsibility that, that I have. And uh, because I didn't think it was a big deal, you know, and, and Daquan mentions on a show, hey, it's Cartridge Minority Owned. I don't know any other websites that are minority owned. And I heard him say that. I was like, he's right. I don't know of any. I don't know of any either. Right? Yeah, you know? you're right. I mean, I mean, well, when you think about just magic in general, um, you know, who are like the famous black people that are mad i mean all i can think of is cedric cedric right, right? He's, that, he's the one cedric, that, that, that's right? it like is there any others that i can even think of that are that that are like household names right in terms of magic i mean da- yeah, daquan like, seems like to be a, he, like, a, like a recognizable face yeah in, like like daquan's definitely like rising up and because yeah, i mean yeah, I, I was telling him everyone's, everyone wants daquan on the show and great for him you know good for him he, yeah. he was putting out good content that's why you know that's why we we reach out to him before all this because yeah, I started listening to his podcast from the very beginning um, when it came out, and um, I haven't listened to every episode, but I've listened to episodes here and there, and it's been yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so I started and... when when they had Elio the Veil on because we had just started sponsoring her, and yeah. you know she tweeted, "I'm going to be on this guy," and I hadn't heard of it until then. And since then, I've been listening every week. Now, and it's uh, great; he's putting out great stuff. Yeah, no, it, and it's um, I, I I really enjoyed um him and Brian on the show uh, that yeah, came Brian's out last great, week. Yeah, I, I watch yeah. the streams too because he streams Overwatch. I mean, you can see. Oh yep, yep. A big Overwatch fan. <laughs> so, you know, he he doesn't do it much anymore, but he used to back when I was I was into watching Overwatch League, watching people play uh, Overwatch. And I I wish I could have had him on longer. Um, freaking two hours just didn't feel like enough time, and I just basically let them talk. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they had a lot great. of good stuff to say. It was it was good. Yeah, they did. It was good. I I listened to his his uh, shut up and shuffle one, and then right after that I heard yours, and you know it's it's great. It's something everyone should hear. Yeah, no, and I feel like that's important too. Like for what you guys are doing, the way you're sponsoring people, and um, it's so. How who do you all have? Do you guys have like a list of who you all sponsor on the site or anything? Um, or? you know, we really had to have it on the main site. We have it on our uh, on our sidebar on Reddit, which uh, excuse me, I don't know that I've updated. So by the time this is live, it'll be updated with everybody. <laughs> uh, it's just man, it's uh, uh, you know, it's we got so much to do, uh, but I yeah. definitely have to go update it. No, but I I've I started featuring them in our emails that we send out. Like we send out you pretty much anytime a set comes out, it's kind of like monthly we send, and I'll and I'll put whoever we're sponsoring. So yeah. I could probably name them all off the, off the top of my head. So, um, the last one we sponsored was uh, Sky Bills, her and uh, and Color Magic, Daquan. Oh, Color oh, Magic. so you did sponsor Sky Bills? Yeah, cool. we sponsored Sky Bills. I love Sky Bills. She's great. She's yeah, great. she's great. So, um, you know, I first heard of her when she had her Mythic Championship, and then, uh, you know, I'd watch her streams. And then 
when I heard her on your cast is what got me interested in watching speedrunning because I had never. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, people try to do it fast, but I didn't know like because she's always doing like these uh, random dungeon generators in Zelda and stuff. Yeah, a lot of really cool stuff. Well, yeah, because you and Ted were the only ones who like really came watching me do the Super Mario World speedrun. That, that was the first. So that was the first speedrun I ever sat and watched. I, I, I need to do that cool. again. That it was fun. Like, oh, yeah, it was really fun. It's freaking um nerve wracking though. Because I mean, just one small little mistake, you're just like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, as a viewer, you get real invested. Like, oh, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. And I watched that. Uh, that can't you did that right after you had Skybells on? Yeah, yeah, because she, she, um, and, and like I said, she's great. She's been, um, I have nothing but good things to say about her because, and it, it's, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I know I'm not big or anything, and she seems like much bigger, you know, name yeah. out there and all that stuff. But the amount of just work she helped me with just trying to set up speed running. And like, I had so many questions, like she sat down and like just talking to me, like what to do and all that stuff. I'm like, Holy yeah. shit. Like you didn't have to do that at all. And yeah, she's really awesome. Yeah. Dude. So, uh, yeah, sky bills and then color of magic. We just started sponsoring into Quan's uh, YouTube. And, um, before that, I think the one before that was Jana Amari. Yeah. Uh, who is also awesome. And she's also blowing up. Yeah. And she's blowing uh, up like crazy big, like, Holy crap. Yeah. Like, so I feel like she's she, just, uh, like she just came out of nowhere seems like yeah she's awesome and uh you know we sponsor pixie kitten and we sponsor a holy diva who is uh yeah Daniela diaz and she is just uh she's so funny and it's sad because she's she's in spain so i i don't get to see her live that much yeah she used to she used to i guess she would do it at night there because she would be on when i was at work and i would mm-hmm. be listening to it when I was at work, and that's how we 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 got notice of her. I know I need to get um I need to get a uh, Elizabeth on. I need to get Holy Diva. I need to get Jana Amari on. Yeah, Eliz- um, Eliz- the other streamer. Yeah, and, and oh, you guys still have Albie, right? Yeah, Albie MTG. God, I'm I'm glad he's still doing stuff. He's um. Yeah, I, he's I, man, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, I really like Albie. He's um, I, I had him on the show, and he he's been uh, I I like him a lot. He's a good guy. Did you see his video? <laughs> it was pretty funny. He, he just did a video. Uh, it might have been last week. It was pretty recent. I, I'll be honest. I haven't really watched a whole lot of Magic content. Okay, so it's, it, did, it's hard to and, keep up know, with caused, all of it. It caused a stir in the Cardsphere community because I saw him tweet and he said, uh, hey, any of my followers also on Cardsphere? If so, uh, you know, send me, DM me your, your user ID because I'm, I'm doing, I don't think he called it an experiment. He goes, but I have a project that I need your help with. Okay. So, and nobody knew what he was doing. And then we had in our Discord, we had people come in and say, uh, "Hey, something really weird just happened." And and they're like, "What?" And and you know, what's going on? You know, they're like, "Is there an admin here because yes, someone's running some kind of scam?" <laughs> We're like, "Okay, well, what's happening?" And they said, "Some guy messaged me and he said, my offer's too high. You need to lower it." down to 10 cents or i'm not going to send you this card and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i was like what and and, uh and i was like well i don't know how they can scam you like you know you know i send you a fake card but why would they get it for 10 cents or something right he's like yeah he says that he says that he's sponsored by cardsphere i was like what and i was like oh i I go this must be albie he's doing some kind of experiment or something and so if you look at the video that's what he did because he graduated college and that was his way of celebrating so he took a whole bunch of cards, you know, some foils and some good cards. Yeah. And he went and found people on Cardsphere and told them, 
I'm not sending you this card for any more than 10%. And he would show their message and people were like, what do you mean? You know, that's you're only going to get like 50 cents for that card. And he's like, nope. And they're like, why don't you let me give you 50% for it? And he's like, nope, I won't take it. Oh, that's <laughs> it's cool. a really cool video. It's like a feel good video. And so I'll have to check it out. Yeah. He, it, yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep awesome. up with all the freaking. It, it, it's, it's funny because I think other people have felt the same way. Like before I started doing magic content, I used to devour so much magic content out yeah. there. Um, like all the popular ones, all the smaller ones, like all smaller creators. And now it's like, <laughs> I can't, time, yeah. I, I can't do all it. Ever, you know, ever since, you know, card fair, it's like all my free time is going, going to card fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so. It's I'm trying to not only do this, but then Pixie and I, we come up with ideas for Magic for Normies. Um, I'm also doing my RPG companion thing where I talk about RPGs and all that. But I take more time doing those. Like I actually (laughs) write up little scripts and all that, which I don't do for anything else. Um, Like like my past video I did with uh, and my episode where I did D&D versus Pathfinder and all that, it got some pretty good reception and people wanting me to make more of that. I'm like. That video took me like almost two months to even like work on. Even just the editing part of 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 just if you're making a video, man, just the editing takes forever. Oh, that that it's a tedious process. So I don't know if you saw the video, but it was a PowerPoint I made, and that PowerPoint took me just a couple days to do because it's because I had to find all the assets. I had to figure out okay, what am I gonna write in it? Like, what's the flow? Is it on on your YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out because. I only watch your your podcast on YouTube, which you know because I'm like, why'd you delete well, YouTube channel? Well, that's you, why you're, I listen to you. You're one of the reasons why I brought the YouTube channel back. So I'm like, <laughs> there's y- a lot of people like that though. There's people like that that just they're only going to consume the content where they wherever they go. So yeah, and apparently, I, I put on YouTube and I just let it play when I'm at work, and that's uh, what I listen. To. Apparently, there was a lot more other people than I thought because there were some people thought I like disappeared. I'm like, no, I've been here, and yeah. it's um, and, and and you know the reason why I deleted it, I just had a really bad like depressive episode and all that it's self-destructive behavior and all that so i'm just like fuck it and especially last year when i thought i was done with magic content and all that because i remember i remember that because dude the numbers were just so bad and and i know people say like oh you shouldn't care about the numbers and all that stuff but when your downloads like to the podcast because i mainly look at audio downloads the youtube if, if a video blows up cool i don't I'm, I'm not that concerned about youtube and all that um because the majority of my downloads come from audio Podcasting. and and um the video to me is just a bonus um mm-hmm. but when i notice my audio downloads are just next to absolutely nothing especially last year i was like yeah i'm not doing anything different or like you know i'm not well it's it sounds like to me it would be harder in a podcast because there's not really any kind of feedback mechanism, right? They have to go out of their way to feedback. So yeah, at least on a YouTube, like when I was doing Pack Our Hero all the time, I'd you know I'd get thumbs up or yeah, it was exciting when I got a comment, right? Because sometimes you feel like you're just putting it out there and nobody oh, gives yeah. shit. Yeah, and it's tough. Right? But it... then when I stop, people are like, "Hey, how come you haven't done anything?" I'm like, "Oh, I didn't think anybody would notice." You know, yeah, somebody know. randomly told me the other day, "Hey, when are you gonna make a video? I haven't had a video in a while." I was like, "Oh, I didn't think anybody even noticed that, that I had not well, done one." So I put up on Reddit, um the interview I did with Daquan and uh, Brian and all mm-hmm. that. And I get a comment saying like, Oh, I thought you disappeared. Like I haven't seen you forever. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've been here the whole time. Channel because you know, you're, you're, one of the, you're like the only one now doing these long form interviews. And that's what I like. I really like this. Yeah. I mean, I know there's humans of magic, but I don't think he does long form. I think they're like maybe an hour or something like that. Or 
yeah. I, I don't, I've listened like to some of them. Right? Like he learned, takes time yeah. to learn. And then um, there was the Sam Tang one that he did. Oh God, what was it called? Um, I can't remember. Sam Tang did one, but it was very condensed. And and I get it. I mean, maybe this would be more popular if I was more edited and all that stuff and short condensed. But no, it, I like this I, format. I, I mean, I, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the best for yeah. you. But I really like. It. I, I, I love the long form. Yeah, shit, me man. too. It's, like this is the kind of thing that I listen to not just in magic, but in anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's to me. I like these casual conversations and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, we can talk magic. I mean, it, it, and this is what I've told other people. Like, you want to get the know the best decks for you know EDH standard or whatever. There's people doing that, and 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 what I like about this show is that even even most times when it when it's an interview, it's like, hey, what's your favorite magic card or what what color is your favorite color? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Like, okay, well, you know, well, you really want to hear what somebody has to say or get feel like you know them a little bit right you need this kind of interview yeah i i wish i had more time to pick gavin's brain when i had him on um we had yeah, i got about halfway through that man that was we, good. we had such a short amount of time and that was one where i had to come up with a bunch of questions ahead of time because i'm not used to doing that i'm just used to flying off yeah. the cuff of because because <laughs> and, and i think a lot of it comes down to because i've interviewed so many people not just for the show but just for jobs too where i'm just mm -hmm. so used to just going off the cuff and Oh yeah. man, I have some funny interview stories. It's um, but um, <laughs> no, and so when I had to come up with all these questions because I was talking to the PR people, I'm like, okay, all right. So I want to ask a whole bunch of design questions, all this, and then when I get Gavin on, he's like, he's like, oh, they were really good questions, all that stuff, but we don't have to follow that. I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mother. <laughs> there he goes. But it, yeah, it, he it, seems like a really, really nice guy, man. Oh, he 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 um he really reminds me of my my childhood friend um his name was gerald who i used to do martial arts with and it i swear he he reminds me just exactly like him it's weird like i was talking to him he's got like the same mannerisms and all that stuff i'm like uh, I, I feel yeah. like i'm talking to my buddy here and all that and it's um and i wish i had more time to pick his brain and all that stuff because i really wanted to pick his brain about magic design like more like i felt like i, I asked some really good questions and all that stuff but it was just not enough time it's not enough time yeah and but it, it was good. Like, hey, I accomplished one of my goals of getting a magic designer on and all that. And I mean, that that's to me, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's the door, man. You never know who else gonna come on. Remember when you when you said I have a really exciting guests? I was like, oh, what'd you get Mario on there? Oh, I like, wish. Exactly. Yeah. Next thing you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. good. I, I mean, think. I'm I'm yeah. sure I could reach out to him and all that stuff, but it's um I don't know I don't I don't know what else I want to like who else I want to go on because I've said this before to so many people. There's so many creators out there. Like I really don't know who's who anymore, and just the fact that it's like I've been in this game for over four years, and especially with Arena coming out, it's all these people are blowing up left and right. It's like I can't I can't keep up with it anymore, yeah, and all that. Hard. It's yeah, Arena's really brought a lot more attention, I think, to Magic. Yeah, and, and I mean it's good and bad, and all yeah. that. I mean I mean not that there's more creators or anything, but um, just I don't know. It, it, it's I I just sometimes worry about paper sometimes and I mean I, I see paper being stronger than ever and all that but you know you, you especially with Magic Fest going away you just get that sinking feeling like they're never coming back are they I don't think so I think they make so much freaking money you know they can't sell us the box topper on Arena right they're not going to get us yeah. to pay because there's no you know they have the weird thing where it looks kind of 3D but 
Nobody really. I, I'm not. Nobody not, really I'm cares not about that. that. I yeah. don't. I don't give a shit about that. But I want cool looking foils, right? Yeah. It's a different kind of addiction. So I think that they know that. You know, one feeds the other for sure. Yeah, my addiction on arena lately. It right before even got on, I was telling you like I'm I'm doing my best to turbo Ulamog people right now on, on <laughs> historic. Oh, dude. I realized I realized the other day. I think I think it was you. It might have been during Magic for Normies, or no, it was. Everyone was in some Twitch chat or something. I don't remember. But I remember, so my big story was when I first started playing, the reason I played Commander pretty much only is because when I first started playing Magic back when Return to Ravnica uh, was 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 out, mm-hmm. uh, I, went, I went completely ham on it, right? So my nephews got me into it, and it was like they were down on Christmas break, and we didn't have anything to do, and I said, yeah. let's go to the comic book shop. I went to the shop and we bought like, and they were always trying to get me to play magic. And I was like, I had this illusion that I wasn't that geeky. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm in Star Wars and video games, but I'm not, I'm that, not that geeky. Of, I'm not <laughs> that big of a nerd. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but we went and I was like, okay, we're going to buy a hundred bucks worth of magic stuff. And then the hero clicks, we're going to buy a hundred bucks worth of hero clicks. Oh my and go. gosh. And <laughs> we played hero clicks twice. And then I never played it. I just found that box of hero clicks in the garage. Oh, a wow. Months ago never played it again but so then i went crazy with standard right i was like mm-hmm. i literally had four standard decks in paper uh, and people yeah. were people were telling me and they were expensive freaking decks man they were like two two hundred you know bucks each and they're like well it's gonna rotate and you know it's gonna rotate and i was i didn't really understand what that meant so i had all these decks and then it rotated and i couldn't play with any of them anymore and they weren't worth they were not worth yeah, anything worth jack crap yeah i was devastated i was like what the hell uh, and then right around that time that's when i discovered commander and i had never played commander again and i was like that was the stupidest thing i was like that was so i was like you never played commander again or played standard i mean I never i never played standard again okay. and, and, and <laughs> i always tell the story when people ask me how i started playing i'm like yo i made that big mistake because i was too stupid to know that you don't build three standard decks at once and, <laughs> yeah. and last week when they nerfed companions i was like I built three decks on Arena around Companions. I did the exact same thing again. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I had to spend I, all my wild cards big because I really loved Companion. I really loved it. It sucks now. It, it it's a it it was a good mechanic on paper. I feel like they just yeah, um, broke it. I understand, like you yeah. know, but I guess I'm I'm uh you know I don't really care if people are having problems playing Legacy. I was having fun in Standard, Banned in Legacy or something, and yeah. you know I you know I guess. People complain every deck has a companion, but I I thought they were fun. I like I like playing against them and I like playing with them, so I missed it. And you know I haven't played Arena much since it happened because now I feel burned again like I did before. I'm like man, they refunded yeah. the wild cards for the stupid for you know the individual the, cards, but yeah, I, the fires of invention and agent, it, you know. Yeah. Man. Now I um the past couple days I've um just been playing historic. And um, so I yeah, built I guess, this like I, that's what I got to get into. I, I play I've been playing this Turbo Ulamog deck, um, just to okay. try to get out Ulamog as quickly as I can. I knew and, that was gonna happen. I knew people like you were gonna come along as soon as I saw Ulamog. I was like, oh no. Well, well, Ulamog's <laughs> been one of my like since Battle for Zendikar. He's been one of my favorite cards. Yeah. I friggin' love him. Um, so just the past couple days, I've just been going in the play queue. Just how fast can I get Ulamog out? And today, like, <laughs> like right before we did our interview, I managed yeah. to get him out by turn three. And I'm, <laughs> oh, 
it was great because I had did they uh, scoop or did they actually keep playing? Oh, they scooped immediately. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. Turn three, <laughs> and, and I and I exiled both his lands and all that. And I've been meaning to uh, because we had posted we published an article about um, a mono black, like uh, not devotion exactly, just a mono black deck with a with Phyrexian Obliterator. Yeah, it's like this looks fun. Looks fun. I gotta try it. Oh, I, I've played a mono black devotion Phyrexian Obliterator. It's and. This is that is one thing I like with all these new people playing Magic Arena because they don't understand see, a lot of the old cards. And did all you that. see the clip of Jenna on, yeah. on Twitter? Yeah, where, so where she funny, where I she want, blocked a it. where she blocked a Phyrexian Obliterator and all with, that with, with something that damp, that doubled the damage. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. It was great, and that, that's what I love with a lot of these players. Like they don't understand a lot of the old yeah, cards. So the cards. I don't know how many times like I played that Mono Black Devotion deck just in the play queue and. I'd put it out there, like not never attack with it. They go attack me. I'm like block, block. They have to sack everything. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that's great. That clip was perfect because she had the exact number of permanents yeah. as as damage. Like if she did eight damage and she had eight permanents and it just completely wiped the board. That was so funny. Yeah, I must have watched it like ten times. I couldn't stop laughing. It's great. It's great. I love. I love that. Um, yeah, it's. Magic Arena is pretty much like the digital magic I've always wanted because I'll be I I can't stand Magic Online, man. I've tried so many times to get into it. I I hated Moto. I played it a couple times and I have a collection on there that I don't. I've cashed out three different times. (laughs) I guess I should cash out, right? It's money. But I, you know, I really hate it so much that I built a new computer last year and I didn't want to install it on my new computer. I told Ted, there's no way I'm installing that on this new computer ever. Yeah, it's. But I didn't have really, like, I would build cheap decks. And I yeah. remember the last time I played, me, Ted, and some other guys from Discord, we went on and we wanted to play Commander. And the game glitched. It was glitching. and Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't see my own cards. Like, I couldn't read my own cards. For some reason, it wouldn't, like, and, man, it just sucked. Now, now with Spell Table out there, it's like, why even need oh, Magic yeah. Online? They, and they blew up. And, you know, we talked to Dude. them. We're like, you know, because right when they had started, before they changed their name to Spell Table, yeah. they were still uh, virtually DH. Mm-hmm. We talked with them. They were, they were, you know, super nice guys, and you know, very happy to be talking with us. And you know, and you know, we said, hey, we'll we'll make a blog post and help promote you guys, get some attention. And then, like, then the next week, they're like, Command Fest featuring Spell Table. Like, I know, oh, right? You don't need our help. And yeah, like, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and I had just started on the article. I was like, let me introduce you to this thing called. And, and I was like, oh shit, I guess. Yeah, everybody knows it now. Everybody knows about it now. Now is my great bu- product though. Great product. Oh, my buddy introduced it to me when it's virtual EDH, and I mean n- now I've been doing the streaming on it yeah, and all that awesome. stuff. And it's a game changer, total game changer. I do. It's so much fun, and it makes um. I'll be honest, like I still like Arena, but when it comes to streaming, I have a hard time just streaming Magic Arena because it's it it's doesn't feel very interactive yeah if i have the chat talking and all that stuff it but it's still not the same you know because yeah. it's i'm still really playing by myself but yeah. with, with when i when i'm doing the stream like when you come on pixie and whoever else baltan and all them um it's we're just having an awesome time just playing EDH. it's very it's very close to the in-person experience surprisingly yeah. it feels a lot like it right yeah, and especially with BSing is, with each other and yeah, all the bullshitting and, yeah. <laughs> and having fun and whose turn is it, right? And uh, you know, the only thing I don't is like you this. can't. It's hard, yeah. It's hard when you take permanent. It's hard when you yeah have, you can't take somebody's permanent. But but with the infinite that, tokens it, it's out really now, it it's getting easier and all that. Just like quickly draw the, the yeah with the card the that you yeah, took it makes it makes it fun. It makes it fun in its yeah. own ways. 
No, um, it, it's, I mean, with it, I did take apart my thief deck and all that because it was pretty much nothing but steal everything. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to take it apart because it's. You can't play with it. It's too it, annoying. Well, yeah, it, I'll, like, I'll have nothing but infinite tokens out, like having to draw every single thing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's too much. Yeah, it's those infinite tokens are cool. That's another great product. Ball, yeah. ball ten introduced me to that. Yeah, I bought them right away when I saw that. No, and they've given shout outs to the stream, and then I've had spell yeah, table. Yeah, I saw them. I saw them tweeting Shout me out and all that, and like, yeah. oh damn, damn, it's awesome. No, yeah, it, you're doing good too. I try. I try. Um, is I had to take a break though this week. It's just, it's, it's, it's different because I mean. I mean, yeah, Pic- Pixie, I talked to Pixie about this because it feels like you have to be on, right? And, like, I wasn't feeling yeah. it this week at all, like, just having to be entertaining and shit. I'm like, I'm just not in the mood for it, you know? It's Yeah, but, you know, your your audience understands. People people get yeah. it, and you take a break, and it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, I mean, this week we had um, my daughter's birthday. She turned 11 and spoiled her like crazy. And I... I felt bad because we were originally supposed to do a lot more for her birthday. Like we were gonna, God, what, what was it? We were gonna take her to Disney World or one oh. of the other one of the other theme parks. Um, it, it was either Disney or one of the other ones, like Universal. Did they open? Seagull. I heard they were gonna open soon. Is it open? Not until next month. Disney is not open until I, next month. But but like with I'm all not this, taking any, I'm not taking any of those risks. I mean, that's why my I have like real long hair right now because I'm not even going. To oh, dude, it's I'm wearing a hat, but like yeah, my I was, hair was. I get, almost put a cap on. I was like, what do dude, I do? Dude, my hat or my hair was getting so long, like because when my hair gets long, it's it doesn't like go long or anything. It just poofs out and then curls <laughs> my, and all that. My wife took a picture of me today because my <laughs> hair was like foof everywhere. Else. She's like, man, you uh, I hair? I should probably post a picture of how big my hair got. Um, but well, um. My problem is that it gets very mullet-like back here. Like it gets real long, and then it looks like I have a mullet. People oh like, wow! Uh, I'm I'm lucky I don't get the mullet look, but it's just I get I get I get I get almost like an afro look because it just starts growing out. And but the things it starts curling at the ends, and I'm all like, what the? So I, dude, I just got so sick of it. I just and even though hair salons are open back up, I, I. I've never been one. I I hate getting my hair cut to begin with. Yeah, me too. I, I always let it get about this length, and then yeah, I go. I, I don't like people touching me and all that, and, and especially now with this pandemic, I'm like, oh hell no! I don't even care if I have to wear a mask. They wear a mask and all that. <laughs> like I don't care how clean you are. Like no. So I freaking just started shaving my head. I'm like whatever. And yeah, I might have to get the quarantine fade. Have my wife do it because <laughs> uh, it's getting crazy, man. It's getting it, a little bit out of control. And it's it's sad because I I mean I know I've been getting gray hair for the past like two years and all that stuff but especially during this pandemic it's lockdown like I've gotten more gray hair and I just see all that gray yeah, hair falling. Yeah, it's crazy like, how the stress will do that. I'm right? like, oh my gosh, God! Yeah. And I've gotten the quarantine like twenty pounds too. And oh yeah, everybody but, did. Man. But I'm at least going back good, to the gym dude. though. I'm right right when it started. I, I had like joined a gym and I was going every day. I yeah. was like, yeah, man. I'm, I'm at least going back to the like, gym. Oh, no. The the gym's back open now or Planet Fitness. I'm going back. Um it Are you but, going? Yeah, I'm going. Like, dude, it's dead. So I'm oh, like Oh really? Yeah, okay. It's Nobody like barely anybody in there. And and but they but they've um closed off a lot of the machines and all that stuff, so people can't yeah, be right next to you. I didn't I didn't cancel my membership. They're pretty yeah. good because they stopped right away. As soon as everything yeah. shut down, they're like, We're not charging you and we're not gonna do it till yeah. July or something. So I was like, Okay, um, I don't want the local franchise to close, right? So I'm I'm not gonna cancel. I want the option to be able to go, but 
I, I don't know if I'm going to go anytime soon. What it, is it? Planet Fitness. Yeah, it's Planet Fitness. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll probably do the same thing that mine's doing. Like they have like a lot of machines closed off, and they yeah, s- they said that in the email. They, like they, we're going to move. The, we're only going to have like every three machines. Yeah, they uh, they spaced <laughs> out like everything there, and um, it's I've just been doing cardio because I kind of don't want to do weightlifting again. Not yet because. Mm-hmm. You know all the sweaty people touching all the stuff and yeah <laughs> so i've just been doing car i've been at least it was trying already to, bad right now <laughs> i, I, now I i'm thinking. at least trying to do you know two to three days a week now and just cardio and i mean it's something right it's better than nothing because dude i was yeah, going I was out of my before mind the show i took my you know i took my dogs to the park this morning and i've yeah. been going super early so there's nobody there and today there was people there not wearing masks i know it's outdoors but you know i, I was passing by so because i have headphones on and because i have my dogs Mm-hmm. I always walk like the opposite direction and so that I can see when people are coming because my dogs want to like go up and jump on people or especially if they have a dog my dogs get crazy so I, I need to see people coming I don't want them coming up behind me yeah and so I'm like you know I'm walking past these people with no mask I'm like I'm just gonna cut across the grass <laughs> I won't stay on the little little path here. dude it's um that Florida like barely anyone wears masks and all that stuff and what what gets me and I mean like I know masks aren't you don't need them or like they're not um you know they're not well, forcing it's, it's for others it's for others right well so it's yeah not for you well no no what I find crazy is when I see the really really old people like in the grocery store not wearing a mask I'm like come on like just yeah that that to me is like well you know down here and it's like people are so excited to not to not participate in in this right i don't know why yeah so down here like when when texas finally reopened the governor's like okay this day and i I just remember it was a friday you know we're gonna you can go back to whatever you know stores can open or whatever and they were opening the mall down here and so the mall opened at like 10 o'clock or 9 30 i don't know what time it was <clears throat> and there was a line <clears throat> to get in all the way yeah. around the freaking mall wow and i was like what do you have to buy at the mall that you know let's let's say let's say there was no pandemic what are you waiting in line for at the freaking mall that you can't literally get anywhere else without standing in line yeah to get inside and so i'm like it, there's just people who are just eager to go out and show that oh, i don't dude. know what they're trying to prove i don't know what they're trying to prove oh dude when um when they first started opening up restaurants like j- just for outside seating and all that mm-hmm. not even for inside or anything um Every single restaurant around my town was like packed to the gills. Like it was insane. Yeah, I don't know what it like, is. I mean, I'm I I'm also kind of stir crazy, right, from being home all the time. Yeah. But you know, you know, I'm worried that if you know if we get it, then who are we gonna give it to? You know, you know. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm still anything, yeah. I'm still convinced that we got it back in January. Like, dude, yeah. So my wife got. I, I heard you telling that story, and yeah. the same thing happened with my wife. She got really sick in January, really sick. Yeah, and they didn't have any and, testing for it back then. And well, she, yeah, they didn't test for that, but she kept going and getting tests. And they're like, "Well, you don't have the flu, and you don't have this, and you have this, yeah. this like a lower respiratory infection or upper respiratory." And, and but they're like, you know, and they gave her medicine, it didn't work, and yeah, they gave us the Tamiflu, and and I know Tamiflu doesn't yeah, yeah, stop it, it or anything, anything, but it. it yeah. It actually made me feel worse taking yeah, it and all that. that. The same thing happened with my wife, and we're and you know we're thinking like, well, could that have been in? No, because they didn't start till March, but then they moved it to you know February, and then oh, well, there were people in January, and then now I saw that on. Um, I read something the other day where they're saying that it probably started like in October of last year because they looked at you know what they did? They looked at 
satellite image imagery of in China. Yeah. And and they looked at searches like Google searches in China. And around that time, like from one week to the next, they can they were looking at how many cars were at the hospital and it just exploded. <laughs> oh, in damn. It. And people and at the same time people were searching for the symptoms. Oh at that damn. same time. So they're like, okay, well, they probably knew about this and it was spreading in October of last year and it didn't get out to the public, you know, public knowledge until earlier this year. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure that, but I would not be surprised if my wife had already had it. So yeah. we're, I mean, I'm hoping we can get antibody testing. Well, I've even heard the antibodies test isn't even that accurate and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's like everyone's just making their own. And I know. it's <laughs> So I, I don't even know what the hell to believe. It's but, crazy. But, it's like people will try to make money off of literally anything. Yeah. It, it's But what's crazy was like back in January when, I mean, if we got it, we didn't. But whatever we got, like it took out our entire house except for my oldest daughter. She was the only one, and she was in contact with us. She was the only one who didn't get sick or anything. But, like, mm-hmm. I got sick first. I was trying to record um my Theros Beyond Death complete set review and all that. Mm-hmm. And I would start off, like, trying to talk, and then all of a sudden, like, I could not stop coughing. Like, I just yeah. couldn't talk or anything. And then I'm like, oh, I got to go lay down. And I woke up, had, like, 102 fever all of a sudden, and just <sighs> I was miserable. And then my wife got sick the next day. Then my kid got sick. I had to take... I had to take my wife was like down and out and then I had to take my kid to the hospital while still being sick and all that. But she was like, she had like 104 fever and we could not get it down. I'm like, like, I'm going to take you to the hospital. Like nothing. Motrin isn't working. The cool bath isn't working. working. My wife went through the same thing. And then, you know, (laughs) she kept telling me. And so my wife, I have to really get after her if she's sick. Once she like once she starts feeling better, she'll get not as diligent about taking her medicine or whatever. Yeah, so I'm always yeah. like, you need to take it, you need to take it, you need to take it. <laughs> and so this time she was like, she's like, you know, it's been weeks and I'm still not better. I'm, and I'm like, you haven't been taking your medicine. She's like, no, I have. And so she'd go back <laughs> and they would say, no, you still have this and, and and, but it's not the flu. And so yeah, I think maybe she she had it. And a lot of people around here have that same story. Because it's weird. It's um. I remember at the time that I had it. Um. Because I have. I've been working from home for about a, for almost a year now, but um. I I remember because I still talk to people that are going the office down in Tampa, and mm-hmm. um. They were telling me like the whole office got sick around that time, oh, and yeah. that like almost half the office was out, and all that. And we have like almost three hundred people in the office, and all that. And we're just like. So I'm I'm really wondering like was that it or something or yeah so you know. probably wish there was an antibody a good antibody test too right yeah because it I'd be Imagine really if you feel- got an antibody test and you found out you're immune now you'd probably feel invincible like Shh, I'm going out doing it well, <laughs> you see it's um I I think you and I were talking like right before the uh the show like um my my kids cousins um couldn't come to her little birthday party today because they've been in contact with someone who's been in contact with someone who's been COVID positive oh, yeah. and we don't want to risk it. Like we yeah, don't want to. We're wanna... not taking any, any risks that are unnecessary, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, some people in, in our family think we're crazy. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, I have been going to the grocery store, you know, um, there's times I've gone without wearing a mask and all that either because I forget or whatever. And, then I've been going to back to my LGS, but he's only letting a few people in there and all that at a time. And it's, but that's really all I've been doing. I mean, I'm just starting to now travel for work, but it's only locally in the area and all that. I mean, I still feel really iffy about having to go into a hospital or anything. 
because like, yeah. I'm in healthcare and all that. So I'm still nervous about going to the hospital. Like I'll freaking give me a full, you know, suit for that. <laughs> even, even if it may be yeah, overkill. We haven't gone into any stores or anything. The most, oh, the dang, closest really? we've been is, uh, is filling up at the gas station. That's it. So we, before this all happened, we had, um, we had signed up cause the Walmart here does like grocery delivery. Yeah. And so you could, it's like $7 for a delivery, right? Or it's a hundred bucks for a year and then you could get up to three a day. And so we've been using that. So during the pandemic, it got really tough because they didn't have anything and they didn't have any available delivery times. Yeah. So, and they, and they do it through DoorDash. It's not actually Walmart. They just send a DoorDash here with your stuff. Yeah. We, we used to just do Walmart pickup like all the time yeah, before the yeah. pandemic. And then yeah, we, that's free. We, we stopped doing that because they stopped having like anything we wanted or needed. Yeah. They that. didn't have anything. It was <laughs> so, tough there for a while. So. so we had to start going into the store to find what we could find. And, and I mean, everybody talks about the lack of toilet paper and all that stuff. But to me, that was like the weirdest thing. Just isn't that so weird? And it was so pervasive because they showed people like in Australia trying to get toilet paper and Canada trying to get toilet paper. Yeah. I was like, of and, all and the it things, causes a panic. And, and when I went, so right when this all started, we were started taking it seriously. Like we were like a couple weeks ahead of the real hysteria where everything stopped appearing on shelves. So I would go yeah. to the store. And you know, all there was no toilet paper at oh, all. I stocked but, up uh, on toilet paper before the whole. <laughs> we, we had just bought some, right? So we were fine. We had bought one of those yeah. ones from Costco. And so I went and I was like, "There's no toilet paper anywhere in the store, but there's canned food, there's fever reducer, there's yeah. like all this other stuff that like stuff that you would really need." I know, right? Like <laughs> plenty of water, because because yeah. we're, we're yeah, used yeah. to. Like be, being right where hurricanes happen in Florida, like we, we go through this every summer. Whenever there's like a potential hurricane coming, there's long lines right. of gas stations. There's no water. There's yeah. nothing and all that. So and every year, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so we kind of prepped like hurricanes. Like I bought a shit ton of water because I'm like, you you don't know what the hell's gonna happen and all that. I I bought as much toilet paper as I could, which was only really like two or three packages or anything like the bigger ones and mm-hmm. a crap ton of paper towels um yeah and then but yeah after a while like we there was just no toilet paper left anywhere and but plenty of everything else but what was weird i went to the store the other day um to go pick up some stuff and plenty of toilet paper now but the one thing (laughs) i found really weird i don't know if it's because it's summer or something but i went to i even went to a store today and saw the same thing there's no ramen anywhere it, yeah, it's hard to find. Are, are, is that happening because, to you too? Because yeah, because uh, whenever we order, my wife keeps saying, "See if they have ramen," and they never do. I don't know what, what like, it is. I don't like. There was plenty of ramen like during the pandemic and all that that I could find, but yeah. now, now that things, like, I can't find any because I don't really yeah, eat like it anymore. But the kids love it and all that, and all they all they usually have left are like the shrimp flavor, and you're like, no, nah, no one yeah. wants that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want the spicy chicken or something, or or the beef or the. yeah no so that's crazy that's happening so i'm not going crazy or anything i wonder if it's happening elsewhere like where's where'd all the ramen go i I think so but it's weird how that same kind of thing kind of happens all like the toilet everything like everywhere was like that so yeah so has your has your job been okay like for the pandemic and all that and yeah they've been pretty good they're like um you know, requiring masks inside and taking people's temperature. People who oh, are outside, you going like, back to work now? Huh? Are, are you going back into the office now? Yeah, yeah, I'm back in the office. So, 
Um, I'm doing that, but it's pretty good for me because I'm pretty isolated. Oh, that's good. That's good. Like we're behind like a couple doors that not really anybody can get to us. You know, we're sitting, you know, we work pretty much in, not in the same room, but our office is an offshoot of where the server room is. Yeah. So I'm just in there and I have my own office and there's two other IT people. They each have their own offices. So that's nice. We're pretty well isolated. There's a door that goes right into our area that only we have access to. So we come in that door, go straight in, into our office, and we even have our own, because of the servers, it's a, we're on our own air conditioner. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 So if I have to go down to the data center in Tampa, it's like that too. They're segregated off from the rest of the people, yeah. and I don't even need to go through the main door and all that. So, yeah, so. no, it, it, it was, um, I mean, my boss, he's, he's actually not here in Florida. He's actually up in Ohio and all that. And like during the whole pandemic, he would, cause I was pretty much, we didn't have anything to do. Like, cause a lot of the projects were put on hold. I had to stop traveling. I had to stop like doing a lot of stuff, but just doing the day to day, like making sure things are working still type thing. But, and, and you know how that goes some days, like there's nothing to do cause everything's working and you can't yeah. do any projects. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You, yeah. you, you, you can't make any changes, but dude, I was going stir crazy, man. Like I'm like, I, I don't want to sit here in front of the computer, do nothing and still get paid because I don't, cause there's always that fear of, are they going to let me go or something? And yeah, and that's why it wasn't, I was working remotely. Like I'm like, well, when I came along, I took, I took a lot of the stuff that, you know, my predecessor would do. My boss was actually still there yeah. and I, I automated most of it or just made scripts that I can do a lot of the, the system maintenance is really easy. So you know, there's a lot of the things that I do are just in response to a ticket being open. Yeah. And during that time when a lot of people were at home, there wasn't a lot of stuff coming my way. So, I, but you know, I made sure that I was always there logged in and I had my phone. Yeah. It would ring once and I would answer. I was like, I want people like, I, and everything I would do would be very visible. Right. If I made yeah. something, I'd email, I'd email, Hey, just so you yep. know, I just, this change. And you know, <laughs> Oh, dude, I remember, was- I remember the first, was it week or I think the first two weeks when they started doing the lockdowns, um, that was probably when I was the busiest, like throughout the whole entire year, because I had to suddenly come up with a new SSL VPN solution because our, because our current one couldn't handle like more than 50 people. So we had to develop a new one and I'm all like, Oh shit. (laughs) So like those two weeks I was scrambling to like install a server, set up a solution, test it, you know, make sure it's working, set up the firewall rules and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so I had to do that. And then, then once, once that pretty much got settled, then for like the next month and a half, I didn't have anything to do. And, and my, and I'm like telling my boss, like, dude, am I going to be like furloughed or am I going to be let go? And he's like, no, 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 nothing like that's going to happen. He, and he's trying to call me down. He's all like, he's like, he's like, Zuby, just go play some video games or something. I'm like, but I'm supposed <laughs> to be working right now. I can't, you know, it's like, sure, I could go play video games, but I'm going to have that gnawing feeling of I need to be doing something right now, you know, and it's it, it, it was hard to break that habit, you know, just. Yeah, for me, it was like where I work, they're kind of not like, well, I mean, we're on AS400, right? So, yeah, <laughs> remote, like they're like, what work outside of the office? And I'm like, yeah, I, I can do it. So I wanted I just was trying to be as noisy as i could and as visible as i could and so yeah so people would know like don't forget oh he's working yeah you know we call he answers the first ring and it gets fixed right away so dude now it's um the 
the past couple weeks, especially this month, it's been insanely busy for me at work. It's like all the projects that had to be everything they got on hold is like okay. Now it's like all of a sudden like fuck. (laughs) I mean, it's good because it's making the days go by so fast. But yeah, oh my gosh, like it's I've got yeah, that's how I've been. I've got so many hours of PTO that my boss is going to probably force me to take some time off soon. Yeah, but, I, yeah, we have to take it every year, so I have to. I still have to take time off. Well, I'm lucky that I get to bank my PTO and all that, but <laughs> when I, I know they don't really have like a written rule per se, but when you get, but it's sort of like an unwritten rule. When you get like past certain amount of hours, it's like just take some time off. Like you, yeah. I, I'm past like 300 hours of PTO and all that, and I still haven't taken any time off and. <laughs> It's I, pretty sure once I hit four hundred hours, they're gonna be like Zuby, just go. Yeah. Like, but I'm like, there's nowhere to go though. Where am I gonna go? What go to the stay beach home, or something? I mean, somewhere. yeah, that's the thing, right? There's no place to go. I mean, I could go to the beach, but then I'm like, I go to the beach on the weekend, you know? I mean, that, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's me being lucky in Florida and all that. But it's like I go to the beach anytime I want, you know? And um, I don't. Know. And we were supposed to travel. My wife's supposed to go to Canada this year. That's not happening, and we we're supposed to go to Vegas. Um, th- yeah, they're th- opening Vegas, but I, I, that's one place I definitely wouldn't go. There's no way they can keep all those machines clean, you know. And there's so many people from everywhere. Like, oh yeah. I feel. I just. I was just telling my wife today. Like, I think this is going to be like a lost year where it's pretty much. Like, pretty I, much I think nothing happens. If I am going to go on vacation this year, there, there's one thing I do want to do with the family. Um, I want to try to go to someplace like Tennessee or someplace like that and um, like go like stay in a cabin for a week or something like that. Yeah. And just I mean, you're not really a whole lot of people there. We can go something buy groceries outdoors, yeah, outdoors, and yeah. bring all the groceries to the cabin and just, I don't know, enjoy like a river or go on a hike or something. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. We, you know, we were talking about that because my house is the one where everybody comes for Christmas. So Christmas. Yeah. It's like everyone comes and stays with us, and they're like, "How are we gonna do it?" Because I don't, I don't know that it's gonna happen. Because my nephews are in their twenties, and they they are not hygienic, right? I was telling you know those guys are dirty, and when they're here, we can't get them to stay clean. And you know, I don't trust, I don't trust that they're really being as digital diligent yeah. as they can. So. Shit, I, I didn't know. even think about holidays. Crap, because yeah, right. Y- so. Usually, we've been doing Thanksgiving here the past couple of years, and we do. My my wife likes to celebrate Christmas Eve, um, and then like her family like celebrates Christmas Eve, and then my family celebrates Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and so that's always worked out in our favor. We've never had to fight over you know who are we going to whose house yeah, and all that's that. That's the same thing with us, yeah. And um, it's but I don't even know what the hell we're gonna do this year now. It, shit i didn't even think of that like what's yeah. halloween gonna be like this year you know <laughs> i don't think it's happening nobody's coming nobody's getting candy for me. but maybe i'll just put it outside in the dish well i mean i i say that but then florida is just gonna act like everything's normal which they already are which i will say i mean n- not that this is condoning a lot of the the things but i will say my county has had extremely low positive cases i don't know how much testing they're actually doing though in the county yeah. but out of ours is ours is really bad so like how many how many positives have you had well like during the lockdown so our, our county's not very big our county's like eight hundred thousand for the whole county um but during the lockdown there was not a lot of cases it was like five like i think the highest we had in one day was like 15 but we okay. always stayed around 
<clears throat> between one to two percent of the, the that were tested had tested positive, right? Yeah. So even the CDC was said that's you know that's pretty good compared to you know everything else. One below two percent was decent. Now it's like five to six percent. Yeah, so I, I don't like, I don't know the percentage, but the last I looked just a couple days ago, we had because we have a population of little over two hundred thousand something like mm-hmm. that, and we've had one hundred and eighteen positive cases, which in, in one day. No, 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 just all together. Oh, okay. No, no, here it's like we had yesterday we had 70 new cases. Today oh, we had damn. 55. And so there's like 900. There's like close to 1,000. I'm going to uh, look it up currently. right now, see how many my county has because I haven't looked in a couple days here. Our, our county is pretty good about putting it on Twitter. Uh, here we go. Uh, oh, we're up to 132 positive cases now. Right now? Yeah. As, and just, I think last week it was 118. So, I mean, there's been a jump, but dude, when I look at, oh God, Miami-Dade County has 209,000 Oh my God. Oh my cases? God. Yeah, positive cases. Whoa. Holy crap. Well, is that a mistake? Cause, hold on. Well, and everyone's at the beach. Well, no, that, that might be a mistake because they're saying Florida altogether has 73,000 confirmed okay that's <laughs> okay yeah because i was about to say like holy okay that seems say, like oh my god that's like that's like total so okay this might be a mistake here because the one right below it broward county which is just above um miami dade only has eight thousand positives i'm like oh, okay so that that's gotta be a mistake on the website <laughs> or something because that's um man i was like wow that's yeah I was, <laughs> I was about to say damn <laughs> Because <laughs> then, because then I look at Tampa, Tampa, Hillsborough County, where, where Tampa is, it's only thirty two hundred positives, which that's pretty small because that has like over two million people. I mean, and I'm not trying to say, you know, hey, yeah, but I, it's I, all in like how many, like, there's a lot of variables, right? Like, yeah, how many, how, how many people are actually being tested and all that, and yeah, so they just started, they like they just got to the point here where anybody can just walk in and get tested. I don't so even know if that, Florida even has that shit. Yeah, so now, like, a lot of people are getting tested, but the percentage of the people are testing going up and the hospitalization is going up. Yeah. My, my mom is a, um ICU nurse, so mm-hmm. she, um, oh. so she, like, I, I couldn't even, I, I went and saw her Mother's Day, but I couldn't even give her a hug or anything like that. Yeah, so, that's um, hard. So, um, and I haven't even seen my grandmother. She's, like, almost 90, and I've been wanting to see her, but I... I'm I'm so afraid since I've been out in the public. Like, what if I expose yeah, you're her? Yeah, gonna give it to her, yeah. Because she's already she already's on like breathing machines and all that. And if she were to get it, she'd die. Like, I yeah. I, I know she would. That's what we're afraid of with my uh, my wife's parents, especially. Um, her her mom has like diabetes and stuff, and they say it's really bad if you have diabetes. Like oh, one of dang. the leading, one of the leading things. So, um, you know we're trying to not you know it's hard to not see your family for this long oh, i know like i haven't seen my grandmother since january february something like that yeah it's hard, and man. it's and she lives alone my grandfather passed away three four oh, years man, ago and so it's I, I i would try to see her at least once a month and all that you know at least something um yeah but yeah it's been tough not seeing her and my mom she's had to work with covid positive patients and all that and l- luckily like since our county is not um hasn't had a lot of cases as as you've seen um she mm. hasn't had to deal with too many and all that stuff like i can't imagine a place like tampa general hospital like ha- like how many are, have they had to deal with you know and they only have like 800 beds or something like that and 
Yeah. You we know. don't have a lot of beds down here, so I'm I'm worried it's going to get pretty bad. You know, it's worse now than it was during the during when everybody was really concerned about it, right? It seems like everyone doesn't Dude, care anymore. It's and I've talked about this. I mean, I I can see why people wouldn't want another lockdown because it would pretty much make the economy in shambles and all that stuff. And and yeah, I get I, that. I think that's going to happen anyways, though. It's we're yeah. not doing too great. And, and like I, I get that, I see it, I understand, but I, I think a lot of the fault on that lies on the federal government. Like, oh, you get that one-time stimulus check? Okay, yeah, sure, that twelve hundred dollars is gonna. You're all set, buddy. Yeah, you're gonna do <laughs> jack shit. Like Jesus, man, that's like nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I'm not an economist. I don't understand all the ins and outs of economies and how all that works and all that stuff maybe maybe doing another lockdown would completely destroy the economy maybe not doing a lockdown would destroy it i don't know i don't know i'm i i, I can't say I, I don't know i hated the lockdown i like i will say i'm glad things are opening back up but i'm still extremely cautious and all that but i mean i don't know i mean i'm i'm seeing I, I am glad because since my job relies a lot on elective surgeries and all that so i'm glad that's happening again because you know, I'm seeing business pick back up and all mm-hmm. that because we're we're a nationwide company, and it's so. I mean, that's good, but how long is that even going to last? You know, I mean, if there is like a really bad second wave and all that, I mean, I know we're not even done with the first wave, right? Um, yeah, it's like <laughs> first one had never ended yet because we didn't give it a chance. I know, but it's I don't know. I'm just going in circles here. I don't know what the hell. What, yeah, what this the is like thing the, is the for. most insane year. If somebody wrote a movie about a year and said everything that's happened this year you would say this is oh, dude, we're living history right now it's like if i was yeah, a history really, teacher really was, i was saying that the other day like if i was a history all, teacher this i'd year be is gonna be in a some kids gonna yeah. be reading about this year in history but i know it, it's it's weird when my kids read about um 9 11 and all that i'm like dude, yeah, i was there like, <laughs> you know i mean it, it's it's sort of like when um because my grandfather was in world war ii and i'd always I'd, I'd love talking to him about the war and all that stuff and you know especially like Pearl Harbor and all that and just mm-hmm. talking about like well what was it like and all that and I mean it's just like that we went through our own kind of Pearl Harbor with 9-11 and all that and and now yeah. we're going through a freaking pandemic that well it's 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 just crazy to think about like your kids for sure right like they yeah. never lived in a world where 9-11 didn't happen right there's that yeah I know that didn't exist anymore and they we've probably been at war their entire lives right God, and that's sad too. It's yeah, like, it is. It, it really is. It's yeah. I mean, have we been in war? Like even even when you and I were born? I mean, for there was the Gulf no, War in no, the in the early nineties. I remember when Desert Storm happened. It was a big deal. Like shit, we're going to war. Like this is the first time we've been to war yeah. since I don't know Korea or something, Vietnam. And I remember it being a big deal. Like what? Where there's a war starting? Like oh shit. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, because that only happened. That only lasted for a couple years and whatever. And then there was nothing, and then, I mean, I know, I know there was probably like small little operations happening here and there, and you know, us overthrowing governments and, yeah. <laughs> you know, putting in our own governments and shit that we just spreading, don't know about spreading freedom. Yeah, yeah, spreading yeah. Freedom. It's like you, you want some of that freedom, right? <laughs> <laughs> so bad man. oh god uh, but yeah so then i mean we pretty much went entered war right after 9-11 and have not stopped being at war since then dude i i came so close to joining the marines too at that time like really? like like right after high school and i was this close to joining and 
I guess I'm kind of thankful I didn't because then I would never would have met my wife and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. My dad wanted me to because he was in the army. And I was like, I think about like, I mean, it's weird. Decisions like that are a decision that shaped your entire life, right? And you think yeah. about what could have been different. Because yeah, my buddy went in the But I feel the same way. You know, if yeah. I had made a different decision, I would never met my wife and have the life we have. Because my buddy went in the Marines, like he and I were both going to sign up. He actually went through it, and it's probably better that he went to the Marines because he just had such a bad home life growing up, and uh, it yeah. was probably the right decision oh. for him. E- even though, like, he told me a lot of his stories and a lot of the shit he saw, it's like, dude, it's, God, it- it's some dark stuff he told me, like, he's been through, and it's like, pe- people just can't understand like war at all i mean like i don't understand it right it's like i only hear the stories and all that but when he some of the stories told me and just like he's had to make some decisions that you know he pretty much had no choice it was either him or it was either them or him you know and some some dark stuff too (laughs) and it's just shit like that happens you know it's it's sad it's disgusting yeah god and you think about that and it's like no wonder there's so much ptsd out there i mean yeah big time they said he's been lucky enough to where you know that the marines and the military themselves have been able to provide you know assistance like that i think about when my grandfather was in world war ii you know what they didn't call it ptsd they called it um shell shock yeah right? shell shock yeah shell shock um yeah. and and, you know, my grandfather never really liked to talk about the war. Like, I know he was there during the invasion of Normandy. He's there during D-Day and all that. Oh, really? And, and um, he, he was, you know, in a lot of the operations in France and Germany and all that. And, um, oh, wow. But I remember my grandmother telling me, like, whenever he would hear, like, a loud explosion or he'll hear a helicopter or something, he would start freaking out, like, shortly after the war and all that. And I mean, like... It, but they didn't have any kind of like therapy services or anything in it and back then it was such a bad stigma where like oh yeah you're yeah. not a man if you you know do stuff like that and yeah and and it, then when you think about like like okay after that you think about vietnam and people didn't like the soldiers coming back from vietnam they just went over there because they had to and yeah. the atrocities that they saw and then they come back and people are mad at them for going for going to war I mean, you know, and they didn't have a choice. PTSD, like, man, you know, (laughs) at least it's recognized now, right? It could be better, but at least it's recognized. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Vietnam soldier, they didn't have a choice. They they didn't. I mean, well, there's the draft. I mean, you either, especially when you're drafted, you don't have a friggin' choice at all to go. It's, you know, and a a, a buddy of mine's dad was in Vietnam, and he and he talks about that. He's like, you know, we came home and I was literally spit on by people because I went to war over there I had to go like fuck yeah I mean it's crazy I mean just crazy I mean I'm glad that it's getting to a point to where like you said a lot of that stuff's becoming destigmatized and it's it's yeah. good because it's you know there, there's still that stupid toxic masculinity where you know hey, talking about feelings is bad but dude it's yeah. it's suffering people like that are really suffering yeah you know and they need help no, it's um, it's good. Oh man, so we're past two hours here, man. It's um, oh, are we? okay. I, I we feel... didn't even talk about video games or that. I thought we were talking video games. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk some. Vi- what kind of video no, games no, you want to talk? I was just saying, like, okay, oh. you know what? The first time I ever saw you was on VCR gaming. Oh, cast. the VCR gaming, yeah. 
I, I, I kind of miss that because I, I still talk with my buddy Matt. Um, shit, we um, well, he, since he's moved to a different department in the company because we used to work in the same office and all that, and but so I don't get to talk to him as much anymore. But um, shit, we were um, was it the other night we were talking all about the PS5 and all that stuff and. I was like this close to saying let's do another VCR gaming, but it's like he he's so busy with his job and all that, and he's got a lot of other stuff going on, and I just don't think I can handle another podcast right now. It's just it's yeah, too it's much. So I mean, I miss yeah. doing it. It's I miss talking about video games. The first, the first time I saw you, I saw um, I think Ted had told me about your cast. He's like, yeah, check check out this VCR gaming cast. And I like the logo because it looked like Mega Man. And I was like, "Oh, this is yeah." Cool. It, well, he he was the one who created that, he, and he made the um he made the little controller that looks like Dreamcast and GameCube. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, oh, what was that movie where um, oh god, it was the white guy pretending he was black or something. Um, he would oh got the the the, the GameCast or something. Um, I can't remember. Oh, oh gee, I can't. The white remember. guy pretending he's black. Well, that well, you talking about Tropic Thunder? No, 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 no. Um. Oh my God! It's it was like Kennedy. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's oh. uh, with Jamie Kennedy. Right? Yeah, Jamie Kennedy. Oh, what was the name of that movie? Um, it's been forever since I've seen it. Yeah, it was called. Uh... He he talks about like like oh we've got a game cast or something like that. Yeah, he's so... like, what you got a dream? Is it a GameCube or a Dreamcast? Yeah, like, I no, that. it's a GameCast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's where he came up with the idea for the the controller logo. Was he uh, took really? the Dreamcast and GameCube <laughs> controllers? Yeah, I can't remember the name of that movie. Was it was funny though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny. Yeah. The first time I saw you, you guys had talked about. You guys were talking about the Last Jedi. I had just seen the Last Jedi. Oh and I was, god! And I loved, I loved it. Right? I was like, oh man, what a great movie! And, I, and then I see you guys, you're on all. Oh, there's like, here's this one that uh, Ted told me about, and you guys were, sh- you guys were shitting on the movie. You hated dude, it, dude. It like, was such was like, a disappointment. I'm never watching this guy again. <laughs> it was such a <laughs> I disappointment. I've and I, I've gone back and tried to watch it. I do find good parts of it, but just overall, and and I think this is the problem with the whole sequel trilogy to begin. There was no. You could tell they had no idea what they were doing, like in terms of an overarching story. There, there is, yeah, there was. You know, it really, especially because, like, with Finn, he started off as like a central character, and then by the end, it was just like he's just the last movie. He's just running around screaming Ray the whole time. Ray. Oh, dude. Well, did you ever hear like? I I I don't know how true these are, but some of the rumors I read was that JJ originally wanted to have Finn and Ray be a couple. That's it, what it seemed like in yeah, the first one, right? Yeah, especially the first one, but Disney was against that. that what? Because he's black. No way. No, I didn't hear that. God, I mean, that it, like I said, I, I don't... That could be hearsay and all that. I don't know how true that is, but it's just rumors I read. Because um, you can that. tell John Boyega was not happy at all with the entire trilogy. Well, it would not... You know, it's Disney. It would not surprise me, really. Yeah, I mean... Like, they like to do anything at least... Because we could have had they want to do it something that will not offend anybody, right? Even the people that should not get offended by that, but are like they want their money too. No, because what it seemed like in the first movie, the episode seven, because it seemed like they were going to get together, and it also seemed like Finn was going to get some Jedi training too. You Mm -hmm. know, like we we already knew Ray had the natural abilities of a Jedi and all that, and and it seemed like okay, we'll we'll see her become more powerful, and Finn will sort of be, you know, the the second hand where he's the quote unquote Padawan. You you know what I mean? Like he's not as strong as Ray, but he can still kick some ass. And then we, yeah, nothing. 
nothing. It's the the most we see is in episode nine where hey, I'm gonna go with these other ex stormtroopers and try to do something, but never get enough yeah. time to explain anything. Yeah, well, I really like the Last Jedi, but like I don't like how much the you know Rise of Skywalker was trying to undo the Last Jedi, like. I think that it was a lot different than a lot of Star Wars movies, but it gave Star Wars a chance to be be something that wasn't just the cookie cutter Star Wars movie. And I hate that Ray was, uh, you know, spoilers. You know, she's a Palpatine. I think that was so stupid. Yeah, I did enjoy was... the movie, but I was like, come on. Now I thought I... we were finally gonna get away from from Skywalker's after yeah. Last Jedi. I was like, finally we we could can it can leave this family and it not just be about this one little you know this yeah. group very important people but it can be about something else well and i think, I think, they... I think the thing that i did not like with last of jedi was just i loved the parts with luke ray and kylo Th- those were really good that that was like the best part of the movie everything else was just crap i mean come on the whole thing is they're, they're running out of fuel they're trying to run away and i'm all like why why don't they just send a squadron of x-wings and just blow it up right i mean they have no fuel to do anything <laughs> Or I'm not X-wings, um, a uh, Tie Fighters, and all that, and just bl- just blow up the Rebel ship. Nope, we can't do that. We got to spend two hours with them running out of fuel, not knowing what to do, and then Finn goes off and frees some animals, and, <laughs> and <laughs> that's about it. I'm like, <sighs> it was just, and I felt like, and I mean, you've probably heard the criticisms. It was like the whole Poe thing with like the yo mama jokes in the beginning just felt so off-putting and oh yeah with huxley yeah that, that's a thing that like or hux right yeah hux like that character was like they, they like, completely started ruined off hux. like a strong like interesting and then it, in the last one it was a total joke yeah right like i'm i'm the spy like okay that's how you that that's how you chose to reveal this i know so uh, you know, J.J. Abrams is really good at starting things and not necessarily the best at finishing things. Yeah, I mean, just look at Lost. Yeah, <laughs> I like Lost. But um, no, God, that had so much potential. It was they just squandered it. I mean, I mean, if the whole plan was eventually to have Palpatine come back, I mean, maybe. Well, well, just like we said, there was no cohesion. There was like, it's like J.J. had his movie, then Ryan. It sort of was like I, I, I'm I gonna think, do my own thing. I think I think um, the Force Awakens was exactly what it had to be. Oh yeah, it had to start new character. It was basically like a New Hope again, right? It was like re, like redoing pretty much. It but was, it did yeah. everything right. It got me excited for everything, and then I thought the Last Jedi went to a lot of places that Star Wars hadn't gone, and i think that he set it up to be able to break away from what it's just kind of because really we got the original trilogy and then we got the you know the the prequels which i kind of love now because of the memes oh oh yeah i love the prequel memes i mean and it's like a retelling over and over again right yeah the prequel memes are the funniest thing oh yeah i mean even before the whole prequel memes took off it's i enjoyed the prequels for what they were I mean, Revenge of the Sith is still one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It's still, it's still Revenge good. of the Sith. The, the 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 romance is so bad, man. Oh, I mean, I'm not so doubting bad. that at all. Yeah. But it's. I think of the prequels. I liked um, the first one the best. I think Phantom. Oh, Menace. Phantom Menace. Oh, dude, I remember. Oh, oh, yeah. Looking back on it now, it's 
it's not the greatest Star Wars move, but back when I was a kid when that came out, because I loved the original trilogy as a kid, you know, and then a new Star Wars movie, dude, seeing that pod racing scene the pod it, race, right? it, yeah, in the, the theaters That's one of the was, coolest things in any Star Wars movie. Dude, like, to me, like, I can't think of another... I, I've seen all the Star Wars movies. I mean, except the original trilogy, I never saw them in theaters. But out of like the prequels and the sequels in theaters, like I can't think of anything more exciting to me than that pod race. That pod yeah, race it was, was awesome. Dude, just the sound effects of it was just so yeah, awesome. Yeah, Sebulba was pod Yeah, it was so cool. I still like that. I think they're putting episode one racer on Switch. I thought they already did. Was, was it already oh, out? Was it out already? I think oh, I so. Yeah, I know. I need to get like the Jedi uh, Outcast games and all that, or the Jedi Academy games and all that. Yeah, I, I love got, those I got games. The Outcast. I got Outcast. Um, you know, that was also a, a, a thing. Like, there was all, always so many cool Star Wars games coming out back then. Yeah, I mean, and well, now because EA has the license, there's like no Star Wars games. Well, they had that one that came out. Um, the Jedi I'm in the middle Order. of playing that one last. I'm in the, I just started that one a couple weeks ago. I know. I need to. I need to play it again. I, I stopped in the middle of it. It just got. Um, I, I had to turn the game on to like the easiest mode or whatever because I got the tired. The control is so bad. The control is so bad. I, I never feel like I'm hitting what I want to hit. Yeah, like, and, and I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Dark Souls style of it where they try to make it super hard. I'm like, come on. Yeah. It's, I want to feel yeah, like, like a badass, like, right? Like, yeah, like I have a lightsaber and I can't defeat this this goat or whatever. Like this yeah, goat is the, kicking this, the shit. This out of stupid me. little frog is kicking my ass yeah. and all that. Like, yeah, the force. I think the force, uh, the force unleashed, did the best job. Yeah, of, of the with force power. Like, like a that badass. Like, yeah, yeah. I got you know that one. That, even right when you start, when you get you grab the the tie fighters and smash them yeah. together with force, and they're like, man, that was cool. Yeah, no, that that was badass. That was um, it, it felt like a God of War type Jedi. Game. Yeah, that one was good. No, that was a good one. Um, so I'm replaying. Well, I'm not replaying, but I'm playing. Like, pretty much replaying it because it's the same game essentially. But I'm playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. Oh, yeah. H- have you played that at all? Or I have. No, I haven't. Did you ever play the original? I did. Yeah. Yeah, that was the reason I bought my PlayStation. Dude, so you should um play the remake one. It's um and, and I know it's only the 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 Midgar scene and all that, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Really? It's um they ch- <laughs> they change it enough to make it interesting. It's still the same story, so you know what's going to happen and all that, but they add in a lot of new stuff and I got to say the boss battles in that game, holy shit, they're so they fun. So much fun. Like they're not just simple. Oh, you stand there, slash at things. No, you gotta like run around, and there's I I can't even like spoil it all. It's so good. Well, it, yeah, it looks super cool. It's, it's so hard for weird. me to, to to invest a lot of time in a single game anymore. I know that, that that's why I, that's why I like Overwatch so much because I can come back to it any time and yeah, uh, you know, just pick up right where I left off because it's not like a Call of Duty or something where if you're not constantly playing, you don't have the best weapons or anything. So yeah. No, that, that's I really what I like with Overwatch like too, and um, it's I, I've been taking a break from Animal Crossing because I played well because you know yeah I played that for so long, but I just I, realized I haven't played all at all this week. It's the first week I've gone by without playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, I I haven't played like the past two weeks. I haven't really played because I've been because I really want to play Final Fantasy VII, and it's like I, I'm one of those where I can only really focus on one game at a time. Like like a game like Overwatch, that's a game like you said I can pick up play. Yeah, you got and, twenty minutes or thirty minutes yeah. to play. You can get on and get a couple games. There you go. Out. But but when a game like, like Animal Cross, like single player games, I can only really focus on one at a time because then it's yeah. 
And with me Too doing much. all this content, it's like I'm already stretched thin enough as it is. It's I can't start all this stuff and all that. And I, I'm reading through the Witcher books right now, and those are so good. Oh, you're reading too? Oh my gosh, the Witcher books are so good. And then I try have, to play the you, Witcher. Have you read uh, Dune? Um, I've read the first book. Um, it, I got years talk and to years you ago. Off, off, because I, I don't remember it very look. well. Oh, you don't like it because like, well, no, no, I'm I just a... don't remember it very well. It's it, I read it like years and years and years ago. I haven't touched it since. So, I uh, like. Did you watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine? No, I still need to see that. And what? I, and oh I, my god! And I just finally, finally watched the original Blade Runner too, just a couple months ago. I don't ago. care for the original Blade Runner. It, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the best. Yeah, but it was, see, well, it I, was okay. I never saw it like when it was new or growing up. Yeah, but I read the book. I read. Uh, oh, they have a Blade Runner Band. book. Yeah, it's based on do. It's a book called "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" by uh, oh. Philip K. Dick. Okay. And and that's what it's based off of, and it is, and so. So the I book is the good. Book. Okay. The book's great. The book is great. It, and when I saw the movie, I was expecting the book, and it's not like the book. Oh, the book is okay. much better. The book is much is, is very suspenseful because, you know, they give him that uh, that test. Yeah, that he administers. So it really focuses around that, and there's a lot of tension because, you know, if it's an if it's an android, then you know they're gonna try to kill him. So it really builds tension around giving those taking those tests. And I don't know if you've ever read. Have you read anything by Philip K. Dick? No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. so he's really good sci-fi storyteller. Um, so I didn't like the first Blade Runner at all when I when I eventually saw it. But the uh, but, but the Blade Runner twenty forty nine is like a masterpiece I, i've got it and i still just still haven't watched it yet that's um, one that you that deserves for you to sit down and give it your full attention yeah that's what i noticed with is, the first blade runner i really had to sit down and pay attention to what's yeah, going on this one is like just a beautiful movie man you really gotta see it so okay. the guy who did that who who did that movie dennis i never know how to say his name it's french Villeneuve or something Okay. He's doing Dune is his next movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they tried to do a Dune movie, what, back in the 80s or something? Yeah, Patrick they did a Stewart? long time ago. But And so and I really I never wanted saw to see that. the movie. But so I went to see the, I went to, to download the book and there's like a hundred Dune books. There's like so many. And yeah, they, I've only read and, the first one. And I didn't know which one was the first one. I think so it's I just like, called hey. Dune. But there's a bunch called, well, and one says book like, so some, some will say Dune, book one. But it's book one of another series, and so I'm oh. like, okay, here's Dune book one, and I look at the synopses, and it's I think it tells me a major spoiler from the first book, <laughs> like the very first sentence, and it's like this happened on Dune. I was like, what? Oh shit! <laughs> so that's why I'm not I don't know anybody that's read it, so I want to ask if it's a spoiler or not because it pissed me off enough that I didn't even start reading it. I, did, I I'm probably not a good person. Like I barely remember the book. Uh, okay. It's, like I, said, I read it. <laughs> I gotta find some. I read it so long ago. I. But no, I've been I reading the my Kindle, and I was so excited to read it. And then I read that, I was like, "Oh no!" Oh god, I think I just ruined the whole book for myself. <laughs> well, that's um, it's. Did you like the Witcher show? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. It's good. I um, never got into the Witcher game. I tried. I tried. Oh, like, did, I, I'm I'm like that. I'm not really into the games. Um, because I have all three of them on Steam. Like I bought them all during a Steam sale, and I've played yeah. them. They're they're not bad. They're just I'm kind of eh. But dude, I the, couldn't get into the like the combat is not. Yeah, it wasn't great. I never felt like I I was I knew what I was doing. And, yeah. Uh, 
No, and what I, sucks I know is when exactly you, when you go you to mean. try it, they make you play through the whole story, and like I'm a, and I tried to like I gave it like a good three tries, and I just couldn't couldn't get into it. So you might like the show because the the show takes place before the games and all that. Um, but oh, okay. the, the but the books um books are really good too. because uh, I couldn't wait for season two because I wanted to see what would happen and all that, and it's um really I'm I think, yeah I gotta watch it. I think you I'm on. I think I've only got two books left of the of like the eight series uh-huh. books or whatever. Wow, there's that many books? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really good. Well, I'm looking forward to that um, cyberpunk game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Looks that looks good. It's um, but it looks it looks really dark, right? And I'm like, I don't know if I want to play something so dark right now. I know. That's I why know. I liked Animal Crossing so much. Yeah, yeah, I, I really. Some escape, right? Well, I think yeah, you and I talked about that. Like, you're really into Animal Crossing. You and your wife are like hardcore fans, right? Yeah, we played every one. Yeah, and um, well, yeah. this is my first Animal Crossing ever. And my, my kids, um, they loved the Wii version one. I can't remember which one that one's called, but yeah, the the one on Wii. And my wife was like hooked on it for a long time too. And I remember trying to play it. I'm like, eh, I'm not into this. But dude, when I played the Switch one. I'm like, yeah, you got to really give it a shot and then it'll get you if you really oh, give it a dude, shot. Dude, it gets you because yeah. my, my, my buddy, uh, the one I do VCR gaming with, he was all like, same, same thing. Like, uh, I, I I don't see the appeal of the game. I'm like, dude, just try it. Like, it looks dumb, right? It does it looks not. Dumb. And, it, and you people ask you what it is and you're like, well, you get a mortgage and, you know, you got to pay it off. <laughs> <They're> like, what? <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah. it's. It I don't know it's something about the game it's just addicting and it is and you know at the beginning they give you just enough right like yeah you have to come back tomorrow before you can do this and then you can only do so much and then you come back tomorrow and then you could do one more thing and then you're just like I need to do everything yeah it's great like Pixie the amount of hours she's dumped in that game yeah so I, Holy yeah, crap. I was the one telling her you got to play it. you got to play she's like all right I don't know what it's about but I'm gonna play and yeah I was like. She definitely played more than me. And oh my, yeah, my, yeah, for sure. My wife and I were just talking today, and she's like, "Is she still playing?" I was like, "I was like, the last time I got on my Switch, I didn't see her online, and for a while, every time I got on my Switch, yeah. she was online playing, playing Animal Crossing. So I think she got burned out a little bit. Oh, she had like what three, four hundred hours invested in it. Like she's just yeah, she went crazy. And her addicted. island was like, whoa, man, this island is like oh, her island a whole was another level, ridiculously good. I mean, like every square foot has something changed. Yeah. Like, I've, I've still got it. I've still got some empty spaces. I've got I built a baseball field on mine. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Did you see when she went on on Cheshire's? Yeah. Uh, island. He's had pretty. He had the whole wrestling arena. That was dude. Dude, cool. his island was cool. Like he was all talking yeah. about like, oh, my island's not that good or whatever. No, I was like, like, wow. Like, like here's and like the, he had the whole arena. Like just not, dude, not just the yeah, not just the ring, but like here's concessions, like, like here's, locker room and all that. Yeah, here's and, the backstage area. I'm like holy shit. <laughs> like dude, that's really creative. And then he had the drive-through movie theater or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, holy <laughs> crap, this is awesome. It's um, and, and that's the thing that I love with that game is so many people have the all these like crazy ideas ideas that i would have never would have never in a million years thought of doing yeah. i would have never thought that i could even that I, it was impossible to make a whole wrestling arena like i would have like there's not enough stuff for that yeah i mean yeah it it, it was awesome um her island is freaking ridiculously yeah good. it is it's yeah, it um is. but i mean i've kind of stopped playing it a little bit like I've, I've built up most of my island i mean there's still i still plan on going back to it after i'm done with final fantasy 7 and all that but for the most part, I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm not getting good furniture I want, and 
yet maybe I can go trade forward and all that stuff, but I just want to take the time to do that stuff. And Yeah, so my, my friend was telling me the other day because he just got into Animal Crossing because of me, and it's his yeah. first Animal Crossing, and he's like completely hooked on it. And he's like, should I go back and play the other ones? And I was like, the other ones were a lot more grindy and a lot more like bad, like feel bad. Like if you didn't go to your island, if you took a couple weeks off your island and you'd go back, or there was an island before, right? But if you took a week, a couple weeks off your town, we went back, all your plants were dead. All your flowers were like completely destroyed. Like the whole oh, town dang. goes to shit. The whole town goes to shit if you don't go every day. Oh, damn. <laughs> and people get, and the animals get pissed at you. They're like, why didn't you, why haven't you been here for it? And you're like, well, it was, the other ones were a lot less, it was always like friendly and kind of carefree, yeah. but they would punish you for not doing things right. And oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> dang. And I, and I love some of my animal neighbors and all that. They're some yeah, of the best. Me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's funny how you get rid of that, right? Yeah. And freaking, um, I love Isabel. I love the, um, oh, is it the Able Sisters? Yeah, the Able Sisters, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of characters from the old one that still haven't shown up. That's why I don't want to oh, stop really? playing. Yeah, I have, in fact, I have like, I have like Amiibos back here of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah, I see the I see the one cat in the Yeah, well this is like Captain. So on the other one they would they have like have you ever seen your animals will they'll start singing somewhere in the, yeah. in the town? Yeah, so Captain would take you on a tour, like you know how you go on the plane now? Mm-hmm. He would take you on a boat, but he would sing like he would he was a songwriter. And so he would sing the songs and they would have the lyrics and they're just like silly songs. Like he was like my favorite and he hasn't shown up. Dude, I love when the um you're going around and then they go into your town square and just start singing and I'm all like, oh, I know, it's, it's like so the, cute. Like the thing, right? <laughs> I love it. And you get there's a there's this woman I follow on Twitter and she had built like an outdoor stage and put like instruments and stuff and a microphone. Yeah. And the other day her animal just happened to go and stand in front of the microphone. Look, my lights going crazy over. Uh, I was about to say, like, are you losing electricity? Singing. Huh? <laughs> no, I was no, about to say this light I have like on a little battery. Oh, okay. Uh, so her animal was stood on the stage and started singing. She's like, "Oh my god, look at this!" That's oh awesome. God. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, now you're making me want to go play it. But then I know what I know. will happen is I'll get hooked on it and just not stop. <laughs> and it's like I really want to play through Final Fantasy VII. Damn it! Now you're making me want to go play. Um, yeah. Well, it is getting to be about two and a half hours here. It's getting eleven thirty yeah, my time. Long. It's, I dude, it, it's awesome having you on. I'm glad yeah, we finally got this you. done. Um, it's been a long time coming, and all that and. Yeah, um, appreciate you having me on. That was fun. Yeah, it's it's like I said on my Discord chat. I'm like I'm collecting all the cards for your owners <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah, we finally completed like, the set. It's it's also like shit. I and I just realized like, I've had I interact with you guys like so often. Like I said, I feel like an honorary sponsoree. Yeah, all the time, a lot right? of times because it's like I'm doing so much with you guys and and with Pixie and um, yeah, it's good, man. You're putting out some good stuff. No, well, thank you. Thank you. And Except I'm, for that one episode of VCR Gaming, I've been a big fan of Oh, what, of the, the Last Jedi one? Yeah, where you did like The Last Jedi. Everything else was good. Well, I think I'll just do <laughs> a Last Jedi Stinks podcast. And the, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's I'm over it. It's whatever. It, it's nothing you can do to change now. It was just it was just such a disappointment at first. The, the thing that I still hate because of the whole like with Carrie Fisher passing and all that and then that whole scene with Leia going out in space I'm like oh this is the perfect send off for her right and all that like I thought like and I was starting to get all emotional and then she just starts doing the Superman flying I'm like what really I didn't have I see did you complain about this on the thing but I yeah. liked it I liked the last Jedi that that was like I I thought that was going to be their way of sending off It would have been the perfect the perfect way but yeah but you know what she had a lot more 
in the movie she had a lot a lot more performances that it, you know i would i'm glad that it, that was still in there yeah oh yeah for sure for sure it's um just they killed off all three characters in all three movies yeah. but that was the theme of the movie right they killed you know let's kill let's han let's kill leia let's, let's kill luke let let, let's, they, fucked that up. they they killed all all the the three best people in all yeah. three movies but whatever. Anyway, that's that's beside the point. Um, where, where <laughs> I can, can people talk about this all for I, I know, I know. Where, where can people find you should they want to reach out? Uh, you can find me at cardsphere.com. Actually, if you want to look for me specifically, I'm on Twitter at Pat Crack Fever, okay. which is my original Twitter when I was just doing content creation. Uh, cardsphere.com. Check it awesome. out. It's, it takes a little bit to learn how to use it, but once you do, it's really a great. Service. It's good. It, it's definitely worth it. Efren's paying or Efren's threatening me to say it no. <laughs> <laughs> and check out our creators. I'll update our subreddit by the time this goes out there when you can check out our creators. We got some yeah. really creators doing some really great stuff. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. Uh, it looks like, yeah, lights yeah, out. Yeah, lights I'm out. Being played out by my light here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it, yeah, man. All right. Thanks for having me. Hey everybody, thank you all for tuning into the show. Hope you all really enjoyed it. Uh, I love talking with Efren. Um, just a really good dude and just really easy and fun to talk to. And definitely, if you have not signed up for Cardsphere.com, go ahead and do so today. Uh, definitely awesome site if you just want to be able to trade some cards and you know help you build some EDH decks out there or Modern Legacy, Pioneer, whatever you know, fan whatever whatever you have that fancies you. You know, I totally butchered that but you know that's okay this is at the end of the show no one really listens to the end of the show anyway and if you do listen to the end of the show um prove it i don't know if i believe you um anyway so thank you all for listening and have a great night okay thanks